It is the Goliverse Marathon for Cure Childhood Cancer. It is the sixth annual Goliverse Marathon for Cure Childhood Cancer. It is late hour, and we are $2,000 away from our goal. Let's do it. And welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet. This is the second Geek Out Loud of the day if you've been listening to the marathon, and it is the second Geek Out Loud of the week if you are downloading it via the podcast feed. And we are in the midst of our marathon for cure, curechildhoodcancer.org, their mission to eradicate cancer, conquering childhood cancer in our generation. They do this through funding targeted research while supporting patients and their families. You can find out more about them at curechildhoodcancer.org. And uh, our goal this year was $5,000. We're at, at the time of this broadcast recording, $3,000 raised, $2,000 to go. It seems like with just a couple of hours to go in the marathon, it seems like a daunting task that we would accomplish this today. But, dear listener, I believe in you, those of you who will tune in later on in the week and get the podcast feed, that by the time the uh, the giving page goes dark uh, at the end of this week, that we will have met our goal. Maybe even tonight. Maybe there's some of you who are waiting till the last hour and uh, you, you're you just kind of saying, we're going to wait, we're going to hold off until, uh, you know, until we see exactly where we're at, and you're just kind of waiting around. Now's the time. Now's the time to stop waiting and to, uh, to go ahead and, and, uh, and, and get with it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's, that, that's, all I, that's, why, that's the only way I know how to say it. So uh, that's, uh, you can do that by going to geekoutonline.com slash cure. And we have so many people to thank. McFly Media Group, Mike B., Ken and Victoria Rose. Uh, there are several anonymous givers, Calvin Bigelow, uh, Ted Adam Green, Skywalking Through Neverland, Chris Steiner, Mama Lowe, uh, Jennifer G, Jedi Schwa, Brett Coley, Jonathan B, Maples, Nicholas Valentine, Ela Desarn, Dylan Newhouse, Mark Hem All, Roth in Wyoming, the Kimberly Smith family, Deep Sea Hefe, Carrie Brown, Brent Eckert, Blessed Cheesemaker, the Lutz family, Lisa Cipher, Shane Pavlak, Jeff Fawcett, the Grants, Michael High Nip, Geeky Catholic Dad, Justin P. Wiseman, Christine in California, Brian, just Brian, Richard Sloan, Jimmy Thomas, Wendy from the High Desert, Steve in Idaho, Anon, E. Muss, 
John Lowe and his family, and Seth Howerton and Brian Kennedy. Thank you all. Thank you so much for giving to this incredible cause. We appreciate it so much. If you're wondering where you can give, it's simple. Go to geekoutonline.com slash cure. Now, understand that that is going, that's just a link to redirect you to a first giving page where we are, uh, where, where the money is taken. And the money goes to cure. There's no money that goes through my hands or anything like that. It all goes straight to cure through the first giving page. I just set up a URL that you could get there really easily. So I would encourage you, please, please, please to do so. Geekoutonline.com slash goal. Uh, I'm sorry, slash cure to give. And uh, and that will uh, that'll take you straight to that page. Um, also, you can tweet about it. You can put it on social media. Uh, earlier during Disney Vault Talk, Teresa was encouraging you to text someone and tell them about it. Uh, if you're on the Eastern seaboard, if you're on the East, if you're in the old Eastern time zone, I wouldn't necessarily suggest texting anyone, texting, uh, texting anyone right now. But if you're out West, if you're on the Pacific time zone, maybe you want to do that and, uh, let people know about what is going on here and how they can take part in it. So what a day it's been. We've done Disney Vault Talk, the return of Rock Out Loud. We've had Shaz Bazaar in studio with us. That was a fun, big honking show this morning. And as we said, we we did talk a lot about The Mandalorian during our first uh, Geek Out Loud today. And that's where I want to give a public apology to Eris Chernovice. There was some miscommunication that was really all on my part. We intended, I was supposed to bring Eris in this afternoon and I had gotten really turned around and discombobulated today and distracted with some things. And so I just, I let all of that slide and really, really messed up. And so I want to apologize publicly to Erish um, for, for, for failing to bring him in. And the goal is that later on this week, hopefully I can get with him and talk him into let's getting together and, and doing something. So this is where it's time for you, dear listener, to step up. Uh, we've got several people I know who want to call in, want to talk, and then, uh, and then I've got a, a good buddy I'm going to bring on, and then we're going to close out the night with, um, with another return. And, and I think it's going to be really special and really good. It's, it's kind of become the tradition of the way to close these bad boys out because it's, 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 it closes on a high note and that's exactly what we want to do. But for now, if you want to call in, if you've got something on your mind, you want to geek out a little bit. The number is 706-383-3019. 706-383-3019. Our phone lines are open. We want you to be succinct. You know, I, I love talking to you guys. Whoa, whoa, that was super loud. Sorry about that. Love talking to you, but we want to try to keep it to around two minutes a call, okay? So two minutes a call. And we begin, as we always do, the man with the itchy trigger finger when it comes to calling in, our good friend Andy. What's going on, Andy? 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 Hello, Steve. Can what? you hear me? Yeah, what happened? I don't know. My computer has been acting up all day. Oh, so. okay. Well, was how, that... how are you, Steve? I'm doing well. How are you, Andy? I'm I'm doing well. I'm trying to access my first giving uh, profile so I can actually donate because it keeps telling me you have the wrong password, and I'm like, well, then give me a reset link. Uh oh, and it's not. So oh, no. I, but I'm gonna donate, Steve. All right, I'm gonna I, donate. I believe in you, Andy. I believe in you, Andy. Now I, you were calling in as I was kind of setting up the parameters for calling. 
I was uh-huh. saying, I was saying, we want to. I love talking that to everybody. Like, that sounds like me. That sounds like me. Mm-hmm. I, I said, I love talking to everyone. We want to keep it about two minutes. So, two minutes. Yeah. Okay. So, what's on your mind, so, my friend? Well, last time we spoke was about crisis. Mm-hmm. Now that you've seen it, yes. Uh, what? How do you enjoy it? Well, I spoke about that on the last episode uh, that's been out on the podcast feed, but I'll reiterate. I did enjoy it a lot. Um, I I love the ending. I thought the ending was fantastically ridiculous. Um, with the Super Friends theme, with Gleek the monkey running around in there. Yes. I, I I would like to see the next big crossover be the challenge of the Super Friends. I'd like to see... I, whoa, now. I'd like to see... Um, I would, I'm would. i sorry, Andy. Hold on just a second. I, why is this not turning down? That makes no sense. What I, what I would like to see... What I would like to see is... I, I'd like to see... Lex Luthor put together his squad, put together his team, and um, don't you mean a legion? Yeah, a legion. That's right, exactly. A In legion the swamp of in Atlanta somewhere. Yeah, yeah, a legion of doom. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I no for me as someone who's been covering these shows for almost, I mean, it will be my seventh year now doing it. I I've never been so satisfied with an event with an event that DC has put out like this. I you know. Like it just connected everything so much that we've come to love, you know, from all the old movies to all the shows that came before, like Smallville. Now everything that's going on in the present, what's going to come up in the future, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, we saw like Sargo and so on. And uh, I, you know, I saw people nitpicking, being like, you know, why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? And so I'm like, guys, for what they did on television, is it was, yeah, it was phenomenal that they were able to pull off what they did, and and that's the thing. It's like it was just a really great. There were great nods to every era of DC on television, and even DC in the films. Um, it it was it was quite it was so satisfying. It really was satisfying. And for someone who has kind of checked out on a lot of those shows to be able to drop back in and and understand what's happening and what's going on uh, was also pretty satisfying as far as, you know, the, the storytelling was good and solid, I thought. So there, Michael Nip intended in the chat saying that I can have their two minutes. Will you approve it? No, I will not approve it because I have someone trying to call in right now even. Okay, well, so. then I'll, let me just ask you this final question. Mm-hmm. Was there anything... Anything in it that just surprised you? Like the one thing that surprised me the most was the Ezra Miller cameo. I think that was the biggest surprise for me as well. Um, I think they were really open about everything else that was going to be happening, and uh, and and so I, I other outside of the ending with the Super Friends theme, the Ezra Miller thing was was the most surprising thing to me. Yeah, I. As someone who didn't grow up with um, the Superman and so on, like mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because of because of your show, right. Steve, I, that's kind of how I know about sure. it. Sure. Uh, and of course, you know, I mean, Gleek, you know, because I knew about mm-hmm. one of the one from Small World, which who I would love to see so one of these shows take a take a chance and. Go for it to try bring on the Wonder Twins and try and make them modernize in. What's going on? I right think. Now listen, in 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 this universe where you've got uh, the de. The DEO and, and and extraterrestrials on Earth is not a big deal. Like it's just a thing that's accepted. I think the Wonder Twins are an easy do, and I think the I think you'll see that happen. I I'm hoping so too. I think um, I think if, Steve. Yes. I it was so nice to talk to you. Andy, I, it's good I to wanna, talk to you. I, I, 
and I, I wish you the best with the with the charity. Yes, and sir. Thank I, you, man. Yeah, uh, I will. I will make sure to donate by the night, before the night is over. So, uh, best of luck. Can't wait to li- listen to who else is gonna call in, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Thank you, Andy. Have a good night, brother. Bye. We'll see ya. All right. Okay. This this has got to end with a loud ringing. Uh, Skype needs to allow me to mute the rings but it will not how's it going this is the 559 area code who have i got here hey steve this is chris steiner hey chris how you doing man been doing good been doing good thank you so much for your donation and using the profits from your book blood oath the cursed uh to to donate and and you said you're going to go ahead and do that through monday if anyone wants to purchase through monday You'll you'll yeah, uh, you'll definitely. be willing to do that, yeah. So there's a link for those of you who are in the chat. There's a link to his Amazon page where you can buy his book, and there's some great. Uh, I'll tell you this: there's a great Edna reference, if nothing else, in in the book. So, <laughs> so check it out. It's uh, it's a it's a it's almost like a young adult adventure at heart. It's um, you got your vampire origins. You've got. Um, it, but it takes place in the present. It's all kinds of, uh, you know, it, it's it's a typical, it's a geek smorgasbord of references and Easter eggs and even uh, your favorite podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, their <laughs> references too. And so, um, so Chris, it was an honor to actually be uh, to be included in those list of references there and Easter eggs in in the book. Well, man, you've been entertaining me for. Man, probably like ten years now since well, uh, Shoe. Yeah, was... uh, I mean, I I had just started uh, listening to that when you came on because uh, originally I was a fan of the Tenth Wonder podcast with yes. Graham and them. Sure. And uh, so, dude, the minute you came on, I fell in love with that show. Uh, I remember the like one. There was one episode. You guys were like twenty minutes in before you even said Clark or Smallville. And like laughing the whole time, and it almost felt like, <laughs> oh man, these these are like guys I could hang out with. So I was even uh, when you guys wrapped that up, you did a video at the very end, like when the the series was over, and I was one of the video submissions that you guys included in that clip section. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Great. So, well, I listen. just wanted to say thank you so much. No. for, You know, always giving us an entertainment and thank uh, you everything you do for us. <laughs> well, listen, it was one of the great. One of the great honors and great joys of my life was being able to actually um, be part of the whole Starkville network of podcasts with with Derek on on Starkville House of L, and then all the other stuff we did with Sky Next and blending in and doing round three. Like honestly, stuff like this probably wouldn't be happening. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like stuff like right Um, stuff like this probably wouldn't be happening had Derek not first asked me to come and guest host and then asked me to stick around on Starkville House of L. And, you know, because I don't know that my listenership would have grown. I don't know. I mean, you, you can play the what if game, but I do know that that opportunity that Derek gave me and the friendship that we developed and the time we had was a real special time in podcasting. It was a time when when there was a lot of interesting growth taking place in this genre of discussion and the way people did things. And so, you know, there's a, there's a lot that is owed to Derek for, for, for putting me in a position to be able to do a day long marathon like this, do the stuff that I did for years when this was like actually a third job for me, uh, from around 2012 to around 2016, 17. 
So, you know, if it weren't for him, there wouldn't be this audience to do this. And so, but it was so much fun. It's always fun when Derek and I get together. And hopefully you can stick around for about another hour or so because you may be happy with the way we kind of shut this thing down. Oh, I can't wait then. <laughs> so, but dude, no serious business. Thank you for the cursed blood oath and, uh, and, and what that, and what you're doing with some of the profits for that. That's, that's a, that's a real great gesture. And I'm sorry that in all of my stupidity, I didn't get the word out about that sooner. So. No, that's no problem at all. It was just more something, you know, I wanted to do because I'm doing that and simultaneously doing something for pennies for patients. Uh, with the high school I work at. So okay, cool. It's just been, you know what, we're making January and February our fundraising months. <laughs> so. Good deal. Well, awesome. Well, awesome. thank you very much. Hey, thank uh, you, man. You know, congratulations on everything going on. Oh. Uh, we used to email every once in a while, but I, I haven't even really said congratulations since the wedding or anything. I've been super busy, but, uh, you know, just keep plugging away at everything you're doing know well, you're appreciated and you know i love everything you put out so well i, I appreciate you're great it, at it yeah thank <laughs> you so much chris hey buddy have a good night hang with you us too, here man. i'll catch you later all right we'll see you oh i will bye chris steiner everyone i put a link to his uh to his book there up in the up in the chat if you're listening live at mixer.com slash goaliverse if you're catching this on the podcast feed look down in the description and we'll make sure to have a a link to where you can purchase his book Again, the number is 706-383-3019. And uh, if you want to call in, um, we're going to uh, we'll take a few more calls. As I said, let's try to keep it to around the two-minute level. Uh, just so I've got, a, I've got someone else I'm going to bring in to talk about some things here on the Geek Out Loud. And then we'll close up the night um, when we... Uh, when 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 we get through this other discussion. So 706-383-3019 is the number to call. 786-383-3019. Um <clears throat> been doing a lot of organizing organization over here namely. Been doing a lot of getting ready for some of the geek packages we're giving away, the, the geek funds. And I want to say this, a big thank you to uh, to our boy Tenton out in Oklahoma. He gave me the idea to do this, and he provided some things, some great comic issues. Uh, you're talking about uh, a Captain America Punisher appearance from a while back, and uh, the first appearance of Apocalypse and X-Factor. Uh, these are the kinds of things that will be going out, uh, and as well as some other different comics that I'll kind of peruse through momentarily and tell you guys. All right, let's see who we got here. The 405 area code. Hello, hello. Hello. Who's speaking? Turn that hello? down. Who's speaking? <laughs> That's Justin's fault. He, This is Angie Grant. It's Realtor Angie, ladies and gentlemen. It's the old Grant family. How are you guys doing out in the Oklahoma area tonight? We're good. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Back in the background, just like, hey, we're awesome back here. I, listen, Angie, I just want to say, I, I saw you throwing some shade today, and I deserve every bit of shade you threw our way this morning to Shaz and I. Deserved every bit of it. It's okay. So. I've been busy. No worries. You so, got married. I, I did indeed. I did indeed. One of the greatest decisions I ever made. Yeah. Uh, hey, Steve, you're, you're married now. It is now considered the greatest thing you've ever done. No. From now on. <laughs> words, from words, words of wisdom. 
from one who knows. Yes. <laughs> so what what's going on now, Justin? You were telling me today, and I, and I I want to get some clarification because you were telling me that you were doing a little bit of work, and I haven't had a chance to go check this out. That you'd been offered to do a little bit of work in exchange for a Thor three thirty seven. Was that what it was? That, yes, it is. Yes, it is. What is the significance of that issue? Oh, I'm sure you've already looked it up, but that is the first appearance of Beta Ray Bill. Okay. No, I haven't had a chance to look it up yet. That's what I was saying. Um, the first appearance of old Beta Ray Bill. Wow. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying, I can't even find it here on the app that I'm looking for right now. Thor 337. Um, was that a Walt Simonson issue? I believe so. Okay. Uh, that sounds right. I could look at my copy, but uh, yeah, the uh, comic book shop that I like to volunteer at, uh, small jobs and whatnot, uh, I'll just go up there and kind of do uh, just for volunteer because I, I, I love the, the mission they do in our community. But larger jobs, uh, they, they, they call me up and offer to do some trades for comics. Uh, uh, you know, like a lot of people, we do not like to spend a lot of money on you know frivolous things like toys and comic books. Mm -hmm. So I try to think of more unconventional ways to acquire uh, the comic books that right. I refuse to spend money on. And, sure. and, you know, I do that by out some, some work and whatnot. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay, I've pulled it up. I do know this cover. I've, I've read this book before. I never had Guaranteed. it, but I've definitely read it. And it, it gets into Mjolnir and Stormbreaker and yes. and worthiness and everything else. It's um it, it's a good book. And of, of course Beta Ray Bill, you know, being the first appearance of Beta Ray Bill, you get Nick Fury in this. And it's got that Walt Simonson art. I don't know who's inking him in this thing, but I know when he did his run on the Fantastic Four that I was never really impressed with his art. And I think it came I think looking back it comes down to the inks, whoever was inking him, because I've seen other stuff that he does, and it's like, okay, this is really good. Um, a lot of times when it comes to the, the inkers, uh, this is kind of geeking out, which I guess is the proper place for it. Mm -hmm. it the inkers, I mean, an, an artist will go in there and make them amazingly, especially on Fantastic Four, because Fantastic Four is like a, uh, a, a really technology-driven uh, uh, comic. There's, yep. there, you know... Uh, Reed Richards has always come up with some new cool design, some new apparatus, and he gets amazing details in the the items that they use. But a lot of times, inkers to save a little bit of time kind of mm, blotch out some of those awesome aspects of mm -hmm. the artwork. Yep. So it, it, it's tough to say whether you know it's it's the artist or the inker sometimes because you don't really know what's underneath all those blotches. Yeah. Well, and and with 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 Simonson, I was reading the Fantastic Four at, at, when he came on, and I had gotten used to whoever was on. I forget who was on before him, um, but you get used to that style of art. And he was such a departure from that from the style that was just prior to him, and. Uh, that that it was a bit jarring for me as a child, as a kid, you know, a young a young kid who thought he knew better than everybody else. Um, yeah. But it was, but well, I, but the story itself was just mind blowingly like spanning time and space and everything. It was fantastic. But no pun intended. 
<laughs> so yeah, you had you you had back then you had uh, Rich Buckler doing pencils, and he was just doing a standard Marvel style, you know, art. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, almost not not quite a throwback to John Byrne, but kind of you know it, it never he it, there wasn't there were no risk being taken or anything, and so then when Simonson comes on who had who had his great big run on Thor, you know shows up and he's going to do this huge, you know, earth shattering big you know time and space spanning adventure. It's like it was it was a shock to the system for a kid like me, but I got into it and learned to love it. Yeah, well. Uh- a lot of comics you can kind of get away with changing artists on. Fantastic Four, hands down, is not one of those comics that you can do some graphic designs on and people not pick up on, mm-hmm. even if they don't actively, knowingly pick up on it. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four is, is, is very much uh, not only story-driven and character-driven, but the little things, especially with Reed Richards being at the helm for so long during that time, mm-hmm. it's noticeable when the stuff that he was into gets kind of pushed to the side. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, what else is happening out there in, in old Oklahoma? Oh, what else has happened? Well, uh, let's see here. Going back uh, a year, I'm taking over my wife's conversation. Yeah, I'm really, probably, I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, you're going to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, hey, did I mention that the greatest thing I've ever done in my life was marrying, marrying, <laughs> Man, the grace and the the humbleness okay. that she shows me is so fantastic. Anyway, so, so what's going on? Uh, well, hey, you're talking about weather, and you know, anytime you talk about weather, it gets crazy boring, crazy fast. But uh, how about that? Uh, how about that uh, little uh, Twitter Twitter or tweet I sent you the other day about the school getting closed, dude? Because of a snow day, but it. Didn't get closed. But they had homework still. They had work assignments to do because of stupid Google. Yes. Students awesome? students check Google Classroom and email for assignments in the morning. Well, oh, I would have hated life as a kid if that were the case. They would have been they would have been angry if yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you remember so I've always grown up in like a rural town. Mm-hmm. So we would watch the news on the snow days. And uh, like the town that I, the majority of my life, uh, when I say uh, uh, school years was six years, I went to this one school for, or the school district for six years. Uh, it was called Newcastle. So when bad weather would be coming in, you would watch the news. Mm-hmm. And across the bottom of the screen, you know, it would start the A's and then the B's and C's and so and so on. And you would learn like the little towns around you. Mm-hmm. So that when you saw the little towns around you get, closed you knew i mean you mm-hmm. knew you're about to get closed you're about to get your snow day by the and, uh, which which means a lot when you're younger but it also means even so much more when you're you know in, in high school right and right so these high schoolers literally found out yeah we're closed tomorrow but by the way sign into your google classroom Ugh. and your assignment for the day. What a they, bummer. They broke snow days, Steve. They yeah. broke snow days. They've ruined it. Listen, I was not old enough. When when I was when I was a young kid, we lived in North Georgia where there would be snow. You could guarantee one snow a year, really, where we at. Because, I mean, we're, we're in Georgia, for crying out loud. But you could guarantee one snow that would stop school a year, generally. 
And and I was too young to get up and watch the news and know what was going on. In fact, my parents would just kind of let us sleep until they knew what was happening. And then they'd wake us up and be like, there's no there's no school today. There's snow on the ground. And then it was on. I mean, we're playing in the snow. We're you know, we're, we're missing school. And, and, and by the, and then when I was old enough to actually get up and be watching the news and keep up with it, I would have been, there was no snow days in South Georgia. I mean, that was just not a thing. And even back then there was no rain days. Like nowadays they'll get rain days down there. And I'm just like, this is just terrible. What is, what has become of life? Um, and so, but yeah, to know how precious those snow days were to me as a kid, to know that they've messed those up, that just, that's what's wrong with this country, right there. <laughs> They've ruined snow days. They'll break everything eventually. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, hey, uh, just real quickly, and I know we're over a little two minute allotment, but uh, you know, it, it is it, it is cure, and uh, we talked about Beta Ray Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is my second favorite Thor. Okay. Uh, my, my now number one is Jane Foster. And it's not because I'm a hippie dippy, uh, but she actually, if you, if anybody's kept up with the storyline of Jane Foster, uh, she she has an amazing, amazing story. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but man, it is it is it such an amazing story about uh, fighting against cancer. Yeah, and I think it ran 27 issues. Mm-hmm. And in in my opinion, uh, you know, we've already talked about Walt Simonson. There, there's there's several. Uh, decades going back in the Thor, but um, when it comes to Jane Foster, I do think that that storyline is hands down the best, well written uh, story of all of the arcs that Thor has been involved in. I've, I I can't tell if you're trolling me. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I'm giving a heartfelt uh, story about Thor over here, Jane Foster. And, and uh, evidently, Angie's reading the Mixler Zoo crew, yeah. so she can wait to tell me <laughs> what she's laughing at. <laughs> they're 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 all over you for they're all over y'all for going over the two minute thing, but that's on me. That's on me. Uh, hey, there's more. Hey, hey, Zoo crew, I tried to give it to Andy because we all know Andy does the best call in. Steve, if there's any more time, <laughs> please, please give it to him. <laughs> okay, listen. Um, <laughs> Look, now I know you're trolling me. <laughs> Here's the thing. On the Jane Foster Thor thing, I was perfectly okay with her being worthy to wield the hammer. Uh-huh. My my issue came with, it's not like she put on a suit of armor. Oh my gosh, there's loud noises. The issue, the issue was not... I don't know what Skype's doing right now. It's It's really ticking me off. The, the, my issue, my issue was not that she had the hammer and had the power, because whoever holds this hammer, if they be worthy, will possess the power of Thor. My problem was taking the name Thor because it's not like she put on a suit of armor and called herself Iron Man. It's that she, she Thor is his name. That's the name he was given at birth. It's not his superhero name. Well, well, hey, 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 comic comic book fan, um, we should be used to this by now. It's called the Retcon. So the Mjolnir hammer is mighty and powerful. However, the retcon hammer is so much more powerful. Right. Now a title. I don't like it, but it is what it is. Right. Uh, and you know and, what I mean? Yeah. And then the other thing, the other thing that kind of bothered me a little bit is like when the first on one of her first outings, Titania just says, "I'll just turn myself in, girl power." 
And I was like, come on, this woman is not going to just turn herself into some newbie. She's going to fight, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so, but, uh, but the overall, yeah, the story arc with Jane fighting cancer and everything she goes through and, you know, you really do see why she's worthy by the time that thing's over. Absolutely. And you yeah. know what? I think her story kind of mimics Ahsoka. Uh, you, you really start off reading that story. I know I did not liking it. I mm. did not like Jane Foster being Thor. I did not like it. And then I just read the next one and I read the next one. And by the end of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's my favorite Thor ever. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ahsoka's my second favorite Star Wars character ever. You know, it just the more you dive into her, mm-hmm. the more you like her. For sure. So, for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, thank JC and Haley for, for their donation. I, I will. I, we will. We, we, hey, the, um, they don't know it yet. So, uh, mm, yeah. They'll find out when they get their allowance. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they learn to hate the Goliverse. <laughs> no, I think actually Hallie would totally be fine with it. JC. Absolutely. JC, she's, she likes to spend her money, but Hallie, she's a saver and she's. She would, She's a saver and a giver. Yeah. Well, I think JC's a giver. Right? Yeah. You know. But yes, yeah, true. But well. yeah, JC likes to spend her money pretty quick. So. Well, make sure you make sure you tell them thank you so much from me. Uh, we will. Thank so. you so much, Steve. No, thank you guys. Thank and Justin, thanks for the idea for the geek gift packages. I love it. It's a. It's been a great thing, and and Spider Man Two Forty Eight was so fitting. For th- this. Thank you. Um, oh yeah, that was. It's, it's, uh, I made my oldest daughter read it. She didn't want to, but I made her read it. And yeah. She appreciated the fact that I did it. It's, uh, it, it fits it's today. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, thank you. And I, and I haven't had a chance to really talk about that yet, but I plan on it because in the times I've tried to talk about it, I was talking about the Shaz last night. Like I got choked up talking about the story. Um, oh, really? Yeah. It, uh, you know, that's the thing with us comic book geeks. We don't like to admit it, but, you know, um, there, there's an old old story from Stanley when, you know, in the Stanley soapbox where he talked about how, how, how comics is actually an art form mm-hmm. and it, it's so good. And when you read Spider-Man 248, the first story is just the regular old plain Jane, normal comic story. And then when you get to the second story, yeah, yeah. You really realize that there's so much art and yeah. heart put into them. For sure. And, um, it, it totally applies today. So if, if you get to talk about it, you should. But if you don't, then, hey, you know, I'm already taking up all your time. That's all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, anything else? Because, you know, Angie didn't get to talk much. didn't talk at all. Justin totally took over the whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> talk about anything that has to do with any kind of Star Wars, any kind of comic book. It's just that's all it is. Yep. It, just, it yep. just goes on for a long time. I, I call it taking I call it taking the geek lid off. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm in Oklahoma. I can't really take it off to too many people yeah, here. There's not a, there's a few, <laughs> hey, when he goes to our the comic store that we like to go to, it we can be there for hours just talking. Sure. We'll be there for a hey, while talking. To we, we've eaten multiple multiple uh, meals at the comic book store because the, we can just geek out there. The reason yeah, the I, reason I started Geek Out Loud at all is because I lived in a place where there was just no one to talk about this stuff with. So, yeah, you know that's that's the whole genesis of this show. And yeah, uh, awesome. just needed a, just needed it. a place to blow the steam off. So that's great stuff. Well, guys. Thank y'all so much for everything you mean to the to the group and to the podcast and everything. I appreciate y'all, and uh, hopefully y'all can get to Georgia sometime. 
absolutely. At some point, we're, we got so many other. We, yeah. Hey, we I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm here. sure we'll get there. Uh, we we, we got to do Golcon. That's right. Well, that's true. That's true. If my wife would have had her way, the marathon this weekend would have been Golcon. That's what she wanted to see happen with the marathon this year. So, I would help her plan it too because I love planning trips. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see what we can do for next year's marathon. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll go and start uh, scavenging and uh, scouring some giveaways for next year. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. What what happened? What happened? Oh yeah, I was like, I was saying th- I was just saying thank you guys. Y'all have a great night. Thank you. All right, Bye. see you. All right, that's uh, Justin and Angie Grant, Realtor Angie and Tunton in the uh, in the chat. So um, let me see if I can pull this guy up and uh, and um, and see if I need to call him on Skype or on the phone. Or or do I need to call your phone? Really excited to bring him in because he's been wanting to come in uh, today. He talked about some things, so we'll see what he's got. All right. Love him is what I got. It's not showing you online, Mr. Mister Jones, Dr. Jones. We'll try anyway. Let's see what happens here. Connecting. Probably going to get that message about he's not here. No, David, it says you're not online. Weird. Let me text him back. It says you're not online. So, Shaz Bazaar made it home safely, everyone. We'll make that announcement right now. And so we uh, thank you and uh, and and Shaz for letting us know go to settings and then audio and video. If you want to fix the sky, I've tried that, but it will not, um, it will not let me, let me do any of that on audio and video. So that's what happens there. Oh, Dave Jones calling in. All right. Dave Jones. I missed his call. Daggummit. This is Skype is failing me. Here we go. There we go. Let's turn this stupid thing off. Hey. There he is. Dave Jones, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How about that fanfare? Bro. What's going on, man? You sound incredibly clear right now. That was so dramatic. It was very dramatic. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> I was scared coming home from Disney today. What in the world? No, nah, I... Let me tell you this, though, and this is just coming out of the gate with no context. That's fine. I'm a grown man. Yeah. And one of these characters legitimately scared me. We were meeting him, uh, what, yesterday? Dave, what happened? I'm going to tell you, dude. I smiled. I was so happy. First of all, this is Hollywood Studios is where we're at. Not right now, but where we were yesterday. Yeah. They have a place called Star Wars Landing Bay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's a little museum thing. Yep. You can meet some characters. Yeah. 
and I want to meet Vader, man, because mm-hmm. why not? You know, yeah. and, and Mabry's like, is he real? Is he going to get us? Like every ride we got on, I had to tell her it was pretend and he right. had to play along. And we get in the room and she's like holding on to me, you know, and I, I had already uh, I told her, you know, it's going to be OK or whatever. This guy gets in my face and starts pointing at me. Was it Vader? Yeah. Wow. And he's like, you understand that if you continue to associate with the rebellion, that you will pay dearly. Yeah. What was on your shirt? Did you have like a Rebel Alliance shirt or something on? Yeah. I had the Millennium Falcon on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, Dave, you can't be going. Dave, you can't be going and especially taking your little girl with you to see Darth Vader while you're wearing a Millennium Falcon shirt. I want that shit. He wants that ship. Not excuses, Dave. <laughs> Asteroids don't concern him. He wants that ship. I know. Meanwhile, Joy's cracking up, my wife. Of course. Mabry's crying her eyes out. Yeah. So we go across the hall to meet Chewie, and they open the door, and Chewie stands there makes the noise, and I'm like, Chewie! And I run at him and hug him, and he gives me this huge bear hug. Oh, wow. Because you had the Falcon on your shirt, and he's like, this is a friend. Yeah, and he made me feel better after Vader made me poop myself. And I understand you um, you built a lightsaber. I did, yes. Yes, I did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, most people take those roles seriously. Yes, sir. Um, they were talking credits, and mm-hmm. uh, somebody said something about the sun, something about the sun setting on me or something. I don't know. Yeah. Some kind of greeting. <coughs> yeah, it's bright suns. Yes. Uh, and uh, got to build a lightsaber, and that was my Christmas gift. Finally oh. come. Well, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Yeah, it was great, man. It was awesome. Now, I, what I, style did you choose? I did Peace and Justice. Uh, of course you did. Yeah. I mean, everybody, there, there seems to be a lot of, uh, what do you call it, uh, like dark side users. Oh, sure. People think there's people trying to be sharp, Dave, being the dark side. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. And then the Rancor Tooth. I, I forgot what that's called, but the like the bottom of the lightsaber is yeah. like a tooth. Nice. Right? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people and dig like, that, don't they? That's like yeah, the a natural lot, a lot of people one. Doing that. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were doing that with the red blade. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, gosh, y'all are just y'all need some hugs from Chewie or it's what? It's like y'all ruining Disney World for all of us. <laughs> right. But uh, you know, it was a lot of fun, man. We didn't I didn't get to do uh Smuggler's Run or the Rise of Resistance. What? Uh, yeah, man. Rise of Resistance was like I I don't know. Packed out? There, yeah, there was some dude that said he'd been waiting all week. Wow. And I was like, Yeah, I can I'm here with my daughter. Probably not gonna wait all week. Mm. So instead of waiting seventy five minutes into the Millennium Falcon <coughs> ride, mm-hmm. I waited seventy five minutes to get on Slinky Dogs. Uh, Toy Story. Uh. Well, Dave, you're a dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about? Let me ask you this. Now, did you bump into Ray at Galaxy's Edge at all? We did see Ray. She was in the. They had like a parade when they took okay. the. They took the characters out to the. They have a stage out there in the mm-hmm. middle of. And they've kind of put on a little. Yeah. I don't know. If it's not really a play, but. You know, they would have the characters come out every now and then, and they'd shoot fire up into the sky, and right. you know, do this kind of thing. She was she was part of the part of the group that was marching there, and uh, we were yelling, "Ray!" when she walked by, and she looked at my little girl Mabry and smiled. Yeah. So 
a lot of and, times, a lot of times, that's what you know. She's walking around and she'll actually interact with the kids and take them on little missions and stuff. Yeah, well, I was going to tell you uh, when we were waiting in line to get the lightsaber made, Kylo Ren and a couple of the troops came up to me and Joy and Mabry. Oh no! There were several of us standing there, but they he like looked at my. I mean, dude, look, I'm already like, I mean, Vader's going to kill me, and now Kylo Ren's. But uh, so he said something to us, and he turns to walk away, and then one of the stormtroopers is just staring at Joy. Yeah, and Joy had on these Minnie Mouse ears, mm-hmm. right? And he just takes his little finger and just flicks them <laughs> nice <laughs> and then they turn around and walk off did you yeah. tell Kylo Ren I couldn't really understand you with all the apparatus I, I didn't I was like at a loss for words yeah. at this point man I'd already been you know brutalized by Vader so I, yeah. I was <laughs> well he, he was probably like what probably happened he's like I will finish what you started yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> well the best part of all and this is for me being a dad was my uh daughter Mabry did the Jedi training mm. and she got to fight Kylo Ren. In fact, I should probably send you that video yeah. of her it's just a few seconds. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's uh that dude, she came back and they gave her some kind of little thing pin that she was on her chest. Yeah. And she was so proud of that pin. Nice. <laughs> well that's like, good. Daddy. So um but yeah, that's it's it was a lot of fun, man. And I, you know, I'd recommend it to anybody. I didn't I didn't have probably enough time to take it all in, mm-hmm. you know, because you're there with your family and whatnot. So you kind of and we had to we had to go to Toyland and do all that, and that was fun too. I yeah. mean, oh, well, here she is. Yeah, it's fighting Kylo Ren. All right. Yeah. Look at that. Bless her heart. <laughs> and that's right outside of Star Tour. Oh, yeah. I know where that's at. I know where that stage yeah. is, buddy. And, and by the way, I'd never ridden Star Tours ever. So I did oh. get to ride that. I had the Fast Pass and rode that. Nice. That was awesome. Yeah. That was, that was, and now, have you ridden it since they added the Kylo Ren and all that in? Uh, in fact, the last time I was there... They had like a Jakku thing on repeat because they were trying to promote one of the movies, okay. and and so like you didn't even get you didn't get the general you didn't get the mashups that you would normally get. Um, I got you. The so I don't know if they've gone back to randomizing it or not. Well, the thing I got was, uh, of course, you know, C three PO and them are taking you on a tour. Yeah. Um. But you get into this hangar mm-hmm. of a Star Destroyer by yeah, accident. Right. Like Kylo, Kylo Ren's got you with the Force. Yep. He won't let you go. And then they're like, there's a traitor on board. And it's some random dude that's sitting down the aisle from me. Yeah. You know? And he's just like, I promise. You know, he's like playing along. Yeah. And then then you end up on Endor where the Death Star was in Rise of Skywalker. Okay. And you crash into the ocean down there. Ooh. And. And underneath the water down there below where the Death Star wreckage is, is these Dianogas. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. There's like several of them crawling around in there. Sweet. And C-3PO's like, oh, get back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Beastly things. Shoo, shoo. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was fun Mm -hmm. doing all that and, you know, jumping from planet to planet. And that was fun. Uh, But uh, 
I was going to tell you, my wife, Joy, she couldn't ride that one with me. And it's because she's pregnant, Steve. <gasps> Shut your mouth, Dave. Well, it's the truth. It's the truth. You wouldn't come on the podcast and lie when we're trying I'm to raise money lying. for childhood cancer. Not lying, my friend. Man. I'm lying, I'm dying. Well, congratulations, Joy and Dave. Thank you. Yep, yep. So we don't know we don't know anything much yet, but uh, don't know how much. That's right. So. No, I'm pregnant. <laughs> but Mabry rode with me, and she just yeah. kept going. We're not really in space, are we? Nice. <laughs> just trying to reassure herself more than anything. Yes, I know. Bless her heart. Oh, I think the Vader thing freaked her out. So I don't. Well, know. of but course met, it did. And then we met Buzz Lightyear, and that was great. Yes. And um, Mr. Incredible, which, I mean, listen to this, Steve. <laughs> Mabry's like meeting him, and she's all shy, and I'm like buddying up with the guy, you know. Mm -hmm. like, I love the Incredible. Yes. And uh, we're leaving, you know, and she gives him a hug, and I'm shaking his hand, and I said, thanks for saving us, Mr. Incredible. Totally ripped it off from, uh, what is it, Ted, when they're hanging out with uh, Sam Jones. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> thanks for saving every one of us. Thanks for saving us, Flash. <laughs> and he's like, you're welcome. <laughs> but Mr. Incredible loved it. You know. Is Mr. Incredible, is he, is he, now this is, is it a dude that yeah, can. He's in a mask. Uh, okay, he, so it's. He didn't talk. Yeah, he wasn't talking. Uh, okay, so, all right. Okay. He was very expressive. And like, I watched him with several kids. Um, they would walk up to him and he'd take them for a walk. They have like, I guess they have their own little alley there, incredible alley or mm -hmm. whatever it's called. And he would walk them down the street and take a picture next to some random poster of himself. Okay, nice. And he, then he took this little girl up and like stood her up on this little stage and, you know, I don't know. He was very uh, interactive with all the kids and I think tried to make a memory for everybody. So that oh, was good. Cool. Fantastic. And then we met Edna. Oh, wow. She was great. I mean, she was, she had the, you know, again, she's not talking, but she's, the mannerisms are there. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was fun. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. So you fun. never had that moment as a dad who's spending the money to be there where you're like, is everyone having fun? We're all having fun, right? Because it's so miserable and you're trying to make it all fun like you had a legitimate good time? Listen, there were several times, including when I texted you that picture of Tron, when I'm waiting in line for mm -hmm. the Barnstormer, uh, uh, what is it, the um, roller coaster, yeah. Barnstormer roller coaster over, um, you know, where I'm just sitting there sweaty, hot, and look, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a bigger guy, mm -hmm. okay, like, <laughs> I just, I'm not into this, like, walk around and getting chafed as you're walking around standing you know it's the reason i don't go to these concerts like these festivals right where you stand around for nine hours waiting on one band to get there right you know? needing some cornstarch yeah, yeah yeah no i'm 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 very much of um i want to hit what i like and that's it but yeah you know with with her and her excitement level her being my daughter maybe mm -hmm. and you know wanted joy to have a good time as much as she could and you know, it was, it was, uh, we, I think we made the most of it. I think Soren, I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah. But it's over in, uh, Epcot. Epcot. That, mm -hmm. that thing is amazing. Oh, wow. Like, an absolute amazing ride. Um, feels like you're flying. I mean, it absolutely just, and evidently that's, you know, I didn't go to Pandora or whatever it's called, the Avatar Planet. Right. But, uh, right. 
evidently there's a ride over there very similar where you're riding on the back of those giant butterflies or whatever from mm-hmm. the movie. Um, so uh, I think they're actually called Banshees. But anyway, I haven't watched Avatar forever, so I don't really remember. But, nice. Um, but yeah, the, the technology they use, you're on this kind of seat where your legs are hanging freely and it lifts you into the air, but it feels like you're flying and you're going through mountains and stuff. And um, then like all of a sudden a whale or jump out of the water. And I mean, like this is actual stuff that they filmed. Mm. Uh, it's just very, very good. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, you had to wait 90 minutes. To well, sure. Yeah. So, um, and you know, here we were when we planned this trip thinking, well, February, you know, it won't be as bad. And it wasn't, I don't think it right. was as bad. Um, but it was still packed, and, and like I said, Galaxy's Edge, there was no chance of getting on that Rise of the Resistance ride or experience. Yeah, um, yeah you're having to, people are having to book that out like days in advance, apparently. Right, and I just, I just told Joy, I want to walk around and just kind of enjoy the atmosphere. Yeah. You know, and I'd already done the lightsaber thing, and I got to ride Star Tours. That was kind of my big thing I wanted to do this trip, mm-hmm. so... The Millennium Falcon would have been cool, but I just couldn't, you know, time-wise, we were just trying to hit everything we could, and uh, she really, maybe really wanted to ride that slinky dog, and it was awesome. I'm not going to lie. It was right. Good, it was a good roller coaster. Right. So, yeah. So well, we had a good time. The, the thing is, I know the last few times I was at Hollywood Studios, um, of course, this was before Galaxy's Edge, you know, right. was a thing. Um, I was able to basically go on star tours as much as I wanted to. Um, the wait was never exceedingly long, maybe 30 minutes at the most sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the one time we were down there and it rained in the middle of the day and the park kind of cleared out and we just started rolling the loop on star tours and like rode That's it like awesome. five times in a row. You know, we'd get awesome. out, go through the store, come back around and be right back ready to roll again. Oh, man. Um, and so, you know, I, I've I've never had a negative experience as far as the waiting stuff goes at Hollywood Studios, but I know that Galaxy's Edge has probably kind of changed that as far as the crowds and stuff that are down there right now. Um, yeah, it's it seemed to, and I don't know. Again, I'm you know, I'm not down there that often. I mean, this is the first time I've been down there in several years, yeah. so it's. Well, it's all still relatively new, you know, like, I mean, it just opened when August last year. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about and got and, and rise of the resistance is still basically brand new. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that opened until Thanksgiving or something. Right. And I've heard, I've heard incredible things about, I've heard like there were a lot of people who were kind of disappointed in galaxy's edge and then rise of the resistance happened. And they're like, and, and Scott Rifen like swears by it. He's like, this is the greatest thing that Disney's ever done <laughs> ride wise, you know, that's cool. So, well, it's, I've heard, I heard uh, rebel force radio talking to someone who had been and the way they were describing it sounded really awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I got to say the landing bay, the star Wars landing bay. Yeah. That's a cool little there. place. Yeah. They had I mean, that. I'm telling you, I, yeah. I was I will say this, Steve, and I, I think you probably agree with me. There's a lack of prequel representation down that way. I have to say, there has been for a while. Um, you know, I saw and, one little helmet of General Grievous, General Grievous's helmet. Yeah, 
And I'm like, come on, dude. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I want to see, I want to see his lightsabers he had. Y'all have all these other hilts. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a branding thing, you know, they're doing as far as just like, I'm not, look, I'm not getting into conspiracy theory, but I mean, like they, their whole thing is they want to focus in on the sequel trilogy more than anything else. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, I can understand that. And guess, so, and, and well, I, I understand why they want to do that. But I also know that, you know, to have an immersive experience, you don't have to have everything set in the sequel trilogy. And I would, if I were a Disney exec, I would have different days at Batu where, you know, where, you know, fans especially would know on the calendar, well, today's a prequel day. Today's a, So we'll have mm-hmm. Obi-Wan and Ahsoka and Anakin walking around you know, Absolutely. and then today, this day is an original trilogy day. So you have Darth Vader and Chewie and R2 and 3PO out there and Han and, Chew, you know, that kind of stuff. Ezra, the, the Rebels crew. And then your sequel trilogy days where it is Rey and Kylo Ren and, um, you know, First Order Stormtroopers instead of Classic Stormtroopers. And, you know, I mean, that's something I feel like they could do and, and do well. And, and you wouldn't have to alter too much. In, in the way the cast members do their thing, you know? Right. Um, and, and people are willing to go with it when you get into an immersive experience like that. And I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not down on it cause I hadn't been there to experience it, but I, mm-hmm. I would like to see, I would like to see a more across the board representation from them, you know, as a whole. And, and I think as we move away from the sequel trilogy, we'll start to see some of that more and more. Yeah, I hope so. Especially, that, I mean, especially with the Clone Wars hitting this month on Disney yeah. Plus, you know, I think that you're going to see if, if it's as popular as the Mandalorian is, mm-hmm. you're going to. I think you're going to be see Disney lean into that a little heavily. As you know, um, I saw someone post from somewhere where they're like uh, at Disney somewhere down there, and we're like the Baby Yoda merch is finally, you know, here, and it was like a lot of it. Right. You know. Yeah, I saw some socks and some other things that were some shirts. Mm-hmm. So it was it was there. Um I came really close to buying a Cara Dune uh pop vinyl figure. It was so awesome. But uh I I I opted to um I bought some I got into the pins down there. I know that's like a thing now is everybody has the pins. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I bought some different pins and some mystery box pins and stuff. Um, the one I really, I wanted one that said star tours on it, but I swear to God, I didn't find it anywhere. Even mm. at the star tours wow. store. Yeah. Yeah. Like they all said galaxy's edge or, you know, uh, black spire and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, hmm. but they, that, that said there was a lot of cool merch just for black spire galaxy's edge and right. all that. And, Dude, like I, I read um, Thrawn Alliances, mm-hmm. and that book has uh, some timeline story. Like, there's a story where Anakin teams up with Thrawn during the Clone Wars, right? And they're on Batu, and then there's a story with Vader and Thrawn where they go over Batu. Mm-hmm. So, like, there were some areas at some point they described that I kind of thought, oh my god, I wonder if that's you know. And I'm not, and I'm not the Star Wars fan that would just know that offhand. I would just kind of remember that, like, oh, is this, is this what he was talking about here, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of thing. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but I, I'm like you. I like your idea about the maybe a prequel day or a prequel week mm-hmm. or, 
you know, and I don't think that's, you know, I mean, you got to know Chewie and Han and Lando and those types of people certainly probably visited Galaxy's Edge, you know, during their days. Oh, I used to go to Batu all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Chewie, you remember when we were at Batu? <laughs> I tell you, Batu. <laughs> Everything wow. you heard about me is true. Everything you've heard about Batu is true. <laughs> oh, I, man. I mean, like when we'd go to Batu, there was a <laughs> there was a, a, a lady there. Oh my, she belonged with me in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> and see, so like in the same sentence, I, I hear him as Harvey Dent going, uh, "Ghosts and goblins." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Putting that cigar up. That's right. Mouth. That's right. We've got more things to worry about in this city than ghosts and goblins. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Dave, uh, I'm going to break protocol here. Okay. And I, I want to ask you something, and I want you to be just straight up honest with me. Okay. How you feel about Picard? Um, I love Picard. Yeah. Uh, not the man. <laughs> the The show that's been on the CBS deal. Um, I am still in the early now. I'm I haven't watched episode three yet. Right, me either. I've week. only seen the first two episodes. The first two, yeah. It's it's uh it's setting up stuff, so mm -hmm. I am holding out judgment. Yeah, I do love the opening title sequence. Mm -hmm. I think the music is perfect. I think um, uh, visually it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think some of the side characters very interesting. Picard's interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure where they're going with Starfleet yet. I can only assume that it's gotten um, somewhat, I, get, I don't know if you say corrupted or just bogged down in the politics of it all. Right. Um, with what happened, what they described, what's going on with Romulus, or what happened with Romulus and stuff. I left Starfleet because it's not Starfleet it's anymore. Not Starfleet. Yeah, I mean, when he said that, like, I felt his emotion about it. But I was yeah. like, I wonder what happened. You know, like, so there's, to me, and there's people bashing it and all that, of course, you know. But yeah. for me, I can't I can't very well say um, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen or it's the worst Star Trek I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's certainly got potential with some of the, some of the reveals, you know, with, with, uh, the Romulans hanging out in that Borg cube and mm -hmm. <laughs> stuff like that. And what they're doing with the collective hive and like, you know, all that kind of stuff's kind of interesting to me. I just wonder, um, if it's going to be something that, that we get all these answers to. I mean, what I've heard is there's a three season arc and he's going to try to do three seasons. And I think that's going to be it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and if, and if that's the case, then, you know, I, I would assume they would do it like you would a movie trilogy. Um, but uh, have you watched, you said you've seen the first two? I have, yeah. And, you know, you're not a, necessarily a Trek guy. Mm -hmm. So what did you think as somebody who's not necessarily married to the canon and whatnot? I don't understand why he's not out in the vineyard playing his flute, Dave. Where's his flute? <laughs> well. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I was I was I was surprised at the direction they took because you know the the whole idea of Star Trek is a humanistic the humanistic ideal mm -hmm. that 
you know, humans overcome everything and there's hopefulness and everything. But, you know, you start talking about the destruction of Mars and after the big supernova Mm -hmm. and and all that stuff. And of course that ties it back to the JJ movie and everything. Right. Um, You know, I also, well, I won't go down the road. I'll just, I, I was really surprised at how dismal it seems, you know, and 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 also with two episodes in, I'm kind of like I'm ready for you to get on the ball now, Picard. Right. I yeah. I, I feel like the style of storytelling they're taking, it should have been, uh, they they should already be kind of on the move, and the and the cliffhanger should not be. I found someone who might have a ship, you know. Um, right. It, you know, I think it needs to be a little bit different. But I I did like, you know, putting on the 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 insignia and mm-hmm. and calling somebody you know to, calling the lady to who hates him and all this stuff and raffi yeah yeah and then seeing kind of the um the the flashback with the with the synthetics yeah i mean I, like i find that stuff fascinating blowing like, up mars and, and yeah. what's going on there and um now and i don't know if you saw this steve but they have uh the short treks they have these little shorts that no. they do in between seasons. So. Yeah, I'm not, Dave, I'm not going to seek out Star Trek that much. Right. So these are like anywhere from five minutes to ten minutes long, mm-hmm. usually. They did a little sequel called Children, I don't remember what it was called, but I think maybe Children of Mars. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of <clears throat> it's kind of an interesting way to tell a story. It's mainly playing um, Heroes by Peter Gabriel. I, I guess it was originally uh, David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite version of the song anyway. Right. And um, he's singing the song and they're showing these girls go to class and they're like the same age. And then they happen to be on Mars or no, no, no. I'm sorry. They have they both have people who work on Mars, their parents, mm-hmm. when all that happens. So it was kind of a precursor to that. And that's really all the information you get. You get that somebody's attacked Mars and it's this big problem. And then there's like a news thing that says let's see what admiral bacard has to say about this mm. um so there was some reference to something and then i told you know me and joy were talking and i said i guess that's gonna set up something and i really do think the stuff with data and like um bruce um uh, maddox mm-hmm. they mentioned him he's actually in an episode of tng called measure of a man which is when they put data on trial to see if he's a piece of machinery. I remember that episode. Or, yeah, so he's the guy that uh, Riker is defending. Right. Or no, Riker's working with him, and, and Picard's having to defend data. Right. I think, which was just bizarre. But anyway, um, it was one of the early season episodes, one of the first like really great episodes, I think. Um, but uh, that guy that they mentioned on there, Bruce Maddox, is that guy from that who wanted data, who wanted to take right was inside of data and like capitalize on it yep. on some level. Um, so there's some t- there's some callbacks to the series, obviously, but this is not TNG. I mean, this is this is a world that has been wrecked by what's happened on Romulus or with Romulus and with Mars. So you're right. There is this kind of dark tone to it now i can only assume that what you would do with something like that is start out dark and then go towards you know well you hope a, so yeah a light for, and and maybe that's the thing is to give something more hope dave i just want him to find his flute again i mean he may have it Steve. you know he may break that thing out before you know it and he's like jethro toll up there kicking his leg up if you know? he doesn't he can't call himself john luke picard i'll tell you that right now <laughs> 
I mean, on one hand, I'm like, who am I to argue with the captain of the Enterprise? But on the other hand, right. I'm like, I watched this man play that flute. Oh, oh he played it. Oh, great hot. No doubt. No, no doubt. Now it's decaf. That's what that's decaf. Oh, great decaf. Hot. Uh. A couple of things I wanted to ask you, just mm-hmm. some random topics here. Yeah. He-Man with Kevin Smith. Have you talked about this? I haven't talked about it, and I, I haven't seen anything outside of the news that he was doing it, and I'm just kind of waiting to see what it's going to look like. Because based on like uh, the She-Ra show that Netflix has right, and the Thundercats thing that has been out there, um, the style of animation does not appeal to me one bit. Mm-hmm. And with the Thundercats, especially, I feel like they're more of a parody or a send up of what the Thundercats were. Yeah, um, from, I don't. I won't watch. From that what one, I understand, but... and so I just—if that's what they're going to do to He-Man, I don't want any part of it. But I don't know, and so I can't. You know, so not knowing, I have to just kind of wait. I don't. I always got the sense that He-Man was outside of Kevin Smith's wheelhouse. That like he was a little too old for that when it hit. And so it just kind of makes me wonder why him. Yeah, it's a strange choice. I mean, I, I would, I would argue that they maybe they should have talked to uh, J. Michael Straczynski, who worked on the original show, right, and who has these credits to his name, like Babylon Five and Sense Eight and some different shows. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think somebody who's familiar with it, but you know, Kevin Smith, he's kind of notorious for leaving these projects. Yeah, that's I mean, a he, great he, point, Dave. I, he, he'll get involved in something like the Six Million Dollar Man, and and you know he's going to write and produce it and maybe direct it, and then he'll leave the project, and then you know it's it's in developmental hell, is what they call it. And yeah. then the same thing with the Green Hornet, and yeah. then we got what we got with yeah. Seth Rogen afterwards. Yeah. So you know, and I'm not you know I'm not married to any of this intellectual property. I'm just saying that he has a habit of. No, that's getting a, involved, and then there's no follow through. Unless it's unless it's his little universe, right. and you know, yeah, you're. I, I think I think you're spot on because there's also been a situation with Marvel, where apparently he was supposed to be doing some TV for Marvel, mm-hmm. and whatever happened kind of dried up. But he was still kind of like he was very complimentary toward Kevin Feige and the team and everything, and talking about what you see, kind of what's going to be coming is going to be awesome and all this stuff, and um, I, you know. I don't want to cast aspersions on a man I don't know. I did watch um, the other weekend. Haley was out of town, and so I just didn't have anything to do, you know, mm-hmm. but be by myself. And so I watched Joker, and then I turned around and watched uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Okay. And, um, and and I thought that that movie was obviously a a love letter to his universe from himself. Which, yeah. you know, which some people would say is kind of self-aggrandizing, but at the same time, there was, every, it also felt like, it didn't feel like he was doing everything for himself. It felt like he was doing it for the fans. And, yeah. and, and it, was, it was a really neat kind of breaking the fourth wall on a lot of things, but there's also a lot of heart to it, you know? Like, it really kind of, it, 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 Kevin Smith it, it has nothing if not a heart sometimes, you know, where he likes to get to the emotional heartstrings of some things and he did that with this a little bit and and so i i don't want to cast aspersion on the guy he's obviously got a story to tell he's got things to say but when it, i was just surprised that the like the master universe thing didn't ex- excite me and it just kind of surprised me yeah 
So yeah, I mean, I'm interested, and, and I've also heard Netflix is doing a second He-Man show that maybe is more close to the She-Ra show. What's that? So his, so his is going to be evidently a continuation of what you and I watched. But here's the thing about that: when he says that, I'm like, but there's nothing to continue. Those were one-off stories. Exactly. You know, exactly. There, there wasn't like this mythology. Maybe there was a little bit of mythology no. surrounding sorceress and. I mean, that's Duncan. what I was going to say. Like, once, once Tila knows, you know, <laughs> yeah, what's, Sorcerer is their mom. I mean, right. where are they going after that? But so, so I don't, what, what I would like to see continued is what was going on on Cartoon Network back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. That Masters of the Universe cartoon was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Same thing with the Thundercats cartoon Thundercat, that came a few years say, later. Thundercat, yeah, the Thundercats one was excellent. You know, and and I feel like there was missed opportunities there to do a really good adventure show. And when they had the Voltron Defenders of the Universe cartoon mm-hmm. on Netflix, which was it really was good. It was some good storytelling. It was funny. You know, it was your standard kind of silly humor that's in some things but also when it got to be to the high adventure stuff and the and it was really good mm-hmm. and uh the whole fourth season i believe where they're on earth defending earth oh, against yeah. the gora is just incredible and and so like if you could do something like that with he-man or, or thundercats or whatever then i'm all in but I just feel like i don't know like i'm just kind of like well you know if it's good it's good if it's not it's not i've got right. I've got my memories and how much I loved He-Man as a kid. Oh, yeah. And I, I actually, I bought, um, it's one of the first box sets I bought, but it was like the 10 best episodes mm-hmm. of Masters Universe yep. is voted on by fans. Right. There's some really good ones on there that, you know, maybe not every episode was great, but there's some good ones on there if I want to go back and revisit. And I sure. do watch it from time to time. So Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to ask you about that. And, and let's see. Also, I wanted to see, have you watched... Are you a Dark Crystal fan? Uh, I do like the Dark Crystal, but I, you know what? I haven't watched the show on Netflix yet. Okay. I started it, and I just haven't sat back down and watched it. And and right now, Haley and I are kind of poised to start season two of Lost in Space. We haven't gotten to that yet. Excellent. And that's Excellent. that first. Yeah. I thought that I think one of the best things that Netflix has done the past few years um, is 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 the Lost in Space show. I feel like I it, it, yeah. it's. I feel like it's got that same. It's got a. It's got a sense of adventure. They get into some really tight spots where you're really scared. There's, there seem to be real stakes for the characters involved, but then it's also family friendly in a way that there's not a lot else that is as fin- family friendly as this. Like even a Stranger Things. I know, you know? And, and I was I was gonna say that about Picard earlier is like how jarring some of the, I mean, there was only maybe one or two instances of it, but there was, there was a couple. And look, there was I'm some pretty, intense language on, on one of the, yeah, on one of the I episodes. Mean, I, I try not to be like a prude or anything, but sure. I mean, like, you know, I'm going to sit down and watch the Mandalorian with, with my nephew or something. And I mean, I'm not going to sit down and watch Picard with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not going to happen. It has nothing to do with, with the dark storytelling. It has something to do with the language and it's just, I, I, you know, something's so unnecessary, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so what, but anyway, whatever, I'll get off my soapbox on that, but I will say that hey, we don't, still- we don't generally have animals on the show, but Dave brought his high horse today, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, 
<laughs> I, I had to say it if nobody else was going to. Hey, if no one else is going to defend the Picard against the vulgarity, I'm going to. No, I'm, I, it was, I agree with you. It was jarring when I heard it. And it took me it, a minute to was, realize that, oh, yeah, well, this is a streaming service we're hearing this on. It, they're yeah, not, I mean, they're not it was, bound by network rules. And it was jarring when I heard it on uh, Discovery, Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's not something they use a lot, but uh, which begs the question, why at all? But anyway, uh, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, no cursing in that. Yeah. Uh, and such an amazing job these people did making this show. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis, um, he directed The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. Louis uh, Leterrier? Yeah, he was he was like the main guy. He was the oh, show. I didn't realize that. And he loves this material. He loved that original movie. Yeah. And Jim Henson always said that was his favorite thing he ever did. Evidently, so um, was the Dark Crystal. Hmm. I mean, he, he that, that was the thing he was most proud of. Right. I think because of what it took. I mean, it was all puppets. You know, there's no live action people at all. Right. And they were and, developing uh, a lot. They had to develop a lot of technology. Um, for it as well that you know to to pull it off to the extent that they did yeah and i mean in in that regard it reminds me a little bit about george lucas with a new hope or episode four oh yeah well lucas lucas and uh and and henson are very much brothers in arms yeah in in as much as you know they're innovators in in the way that they created what they would do and um and so uh, you know, there to me, they always seem like kindred spirits. Yeah, and I always, I always think that's such a cool thing too. That that kind of, you know, you can throw Spielberg in there a little bit, but he's probably a little more mainstream than those guys. But those guys who had a vision, who you know, stuck true to their vision and yeah. made what they made. I think that's something that maybe is lost a little bit these days, because when you see people try to do that these days, um, you know. I don't know that it's thick. I mean, it, you know, the market for movies has just changed so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you almost get that on television now as opposed to movies. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and movies nowadays, they have to make a certain amount of money or everybody's on the Internet talking about what a failure they are. Right. You know, and it's like and, and then you get executives who do knee jerk decisions and mm-hmm. some who don't do knee jerk decisions that should. And I mean, like, it's just this whole it becomes less about what's on the screen and what's going on behind the scenes. And I think that's a shame, honestly, like, you know, I don't know it, 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 I mean, I remember when I first learned, uh, Richard Donner, that whole thing with Richard Donner and Superman two. I mean, I was just like, I can't believe this actually happened, you know, like, because we didn't have the internet to read about all these kind of things. All you heard was these, People teasing it, like you know. I remember Margot Kidder going, "Oh, there's a whole, there's a whole version of Superman two out there that nobody's ever seen." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and now, of course, with stuff like release the Snyder Cut and and right um, some different things that that you know, this is something that's in the zeitgeist now of pop culture of of social media. And um, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, let's just go see the films and get get lost in the story. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Exactly. I it, mean, look, I like Zack Snyder. I'm I'm a Zack Snyder fan. I really love a lot of his movies he's done. But like, I'm not. I can't defend everything he's done. Obviously. Right. In his films, like right. I can't defend everything that Spielberg's done. Sure. I mean, but but at the same time, it's just like, man, 
you know, I don't know Zack Snyder. I'm not like an executive producer on his mm-hmm. work. So I don't know. I, I feel like, um, you know, you won't fan- I've kind of moved away with what we were talking about. But I mean, the whole point of the, what I was trying to say is you like to see somebody like uh, Lewis. Uh, gosh, I cannot remember his name, but Leterrier. I'm, thank you. Um, do something like Dark Crystal and have a vision for it mm-hmm. and. All the all the pieces fall together like they're supposed to, and I really hope next Netflix gives that a season two, because um, it it the work that went into that is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and one last show I wanted to mention to you, Steve, because I know you're kind of a NASA geek mm-hmm. like me. There's a show I got a free trial of Apple Plus TV. Yeah. And there's a show I'm watching called For All Mankind, mm. and it's about what if the Soviets beat us. To the moon. Oh. And so it's an alternate history. Now, in a lot of these alternate histories, it's doom and gloom. In and, Russia, uh, moon beats to you. Right. <laughs> so in this one, though, it's about the space race to the moon and how the CIA has gotten these whispers that Russia is going to set up a moon base, like a military base on the moon. And this and so, is why course, we need Fred- Space Force. <laughs> right. <laughs> But this is like, what if that happened? But so the sci-fi element is not, it's there, but it's just kind of barely there. Mm-hmm. It's more about these people going through NASA and stuff like that. I mean, dude, it is, I think it is top notch. I've, I've, I'm only on episode five. Um, Ronald D. Moore, who worked on Star Trek Next Generation and, and did the Battlestar Galactica reboot show, is working on this thing. Um the care that's given to this, the way it's done, the acting, it's all really, really good. Um, just just want to put that over and yeah. really recommend it to my friend Steve who likes NASA. Like yeah, I do. I like all the space stuff. That sounds pretty cool. So yeah, I have to check that out. I, one of my favorite things that's ever been done was I think it was, um, was it PBS a while back that had the documentary When We Left Earth? Yes. And that was fantastic. That was just a, a great documentary. A lot of high-def shots, uh, high-def working of, uh, of footage from back in the day and everything. It was, I really, I really dug into that. It made me, it made me sad for the lack of innovation that was kind of going on at the time and still, still seemingly does. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds and all that, mm-hmm. but you know, they've, NASA's budget's been slashed like year after year oh yeah you know now it's yeah. now it's down to nothing and the only way i think we will get anywhere now is is through somebody like an elon musk mm-hmm. who you know is is paying for this out of you know because he wants to do it mm-hmm. you know somebody who's who's a real life you know star trekker guy you right. know who wants to take us to the stars and you know I, I i won't see it in my lifetime i'm just I, you know i don't think there's any reason we can't mm-hmm. however I do want to tell you this. Voyager 2 evidently is working again. Uh, you know what? I've heard Did about you see this. this. I've heard yes. about this. So, Dave, here's what's happened in Star Trek The Motion Picture. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Fully back online, 11.5 billion miles from Earth. Uh, it's back online, resuming its message co- mission to collect scientific data on the solar system and the interstellar space beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's not only stable, it's back at its critical science mission. My twin is back to taking science data and the team at NASA JPL is evaluating the healthy instruments after the brief shutoff. The account 
which is NASA's Voyager account, Twitter uh, tweeted. Um, they've both been traveling to the solar system and beyond for the last four decades. Uh, and so, wow, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I tell you, Voyager got that great shot as it was leaving the solar system mm-hmm. of of what it looked, what it had behind it. Like they turned it around and and took took a few pictures that it could send back. And when you look at that, what you have is you see the sun, and there are these light beams coming off of the sun mm-hmm. that are just kind of they look just like curvatures of light. And in one of those curves, there is a little bitty blue dot, and that is Earth. Isn't that crazy? And it's about the size of a pixel on this thing, and it yeah, it's 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 crazy um, to think of how big all this stuff is. So yeah, I, I mean, I you know, dude, there's been movies, and I mean, the right stuff, um, uh, Apollo thirteen. I'm sorry, Apollo was it Apollo eleven? No, mm-hmm. it's it's the one with Tom Hanks. Yeah, Apollo thirteen. Apollo thirteen, excuse me. And uh the the one of the last ones I watched was, was really good, was called Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, about and, the math people. Right. And and John Glenn, they had that whole thing where John Glenn went around, you know, mm-hmm. those rotations around yep. the earth and how scared everybody was. So this show for all mankind really just I mean, it brings that feel to it and, mm. you know, that kind of back in the day in the 60s and 70s when there was kind of hope for stuff like this. And, um, you know, and it was a huge deal, like a huge deal when we landed on the moon. And, you know, nowadays people kind of I don't know if people think of it in that way anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think people just kind of think of it like, oh, yeah, you know, because it's not something we we don't go back and forth to the moon for a weekend trip. Yeah, well. Apparently, Voyager 2 is, is back online, meaning it's getting ready to turn back and come this way and destroy us all. Well, the only thing I can suggest is if we borrow some of the lessons we learned from Star Trek 4 and get maybe the wells to start talking to it, mm-hmm. and maybe we can, like... <laughs> yeah, tell them, to, tell them to tell that satellite, there'll be wells here. That's right. Or the other thing is, instead of putting in, like the spaceman in the car mm-hmm. and sending it into space, Elon himself can get in the car, go ahead and meet this thing head on before it gets back to us. Yes. And then just, you know, Luke Skywalker, that thing. Luke Skywalker, that thing. <laughs> and, and we'll be all right. Nice, nice. Well, Dave, it's good to talk to you, man. I'm glad you had a great time down in uh, down in sunny Orlando. Yeah, it was fun, man. And I, I, you know, I do want to say, um, quite possibly your biggest no sell of all time is when I sent you the picture of me holding the saber, and I didn't even get a reply. Oh, for and I me, thought, here he is. Yeah, this no, is this is classic. Oh, classic no, no sell, Glosson. When did no you when did you send that? Uh, I think I sent it last night. I, I was surprised. I just thought it was so hilarious. Well, I'm a, you had, we had been texting earlier yeah, in the week. You know? Yesterday afternoon, yeah. I was, uh, by that time, I was doing the show. That's what was happening. I was doing the big home okay. game show that, around that time. So I wasn't able, yeah. And no I just problem. forgot to respond. I'm sorry, Dave. No, no. It just brought back memories of uh, the wrestling podcast. I understand. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. All right, dude. Have a good easy. night. We'll see you. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right. See you. Bye. Bye. Dave Jones, ladies and gentlemen. And now. Um, let me find out to close us up tonight. 
I feel like it, it's tradition and we have to do this this way. Um, and we'll see. We'll see if he's around. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm about half an hour behind what I told him we would do, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, you never know. But, oh, the, it looks like it's talking to me. There's the little three dots in the message window. All right. Uh, I am going to see about bringing him in. Let me find him here on the Skype. And uh, there, nope, that's what? No, no. What's happening here? Why can I not find him? There he, whoop, there he is. There he is. Wonderful. Here we go. Stupid Skype. silence on this end. I don't know what's happening. I just came in from the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> and you better believe. <laughs> you know, a lot of weird things happened in 2020. A lot of weird things are going on. But among the weirdest, I think, is being is being bumped a half hour by you talking about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new world, Derek Russell. It's a new world. <laughs> <laughs> used to be you wouldn't give that four minutes of air time nope nope and well you know i just i well you know dave mentioned it as he was leaving that i had no sold his his lightsaber text to me and i felt like i owed him some star trek talk so um i miss old dave jones yeah dave dave's a good dude man he uh he's he's spent um excuse me real quick while i do something Haley. Haley. <laughs> my lovely wife was just kind of sitting up like straight up in a chair having fallen asleep all right go to bed good Haley. good night Haley. we all night, love Haley. we love you and i love you the most of all all right good night Haley. um say good night gracie say good night gracie so yeah it was it was I, I felt like i owed it to him but then he came with a list of things to discuss so i'm like well all right let's roll down the list son all right. here we go <laughs> Well, I got nothing. <laughs> then, then we're then we're good. All right, everybody. So, so it's like old times. It's just like old times. Yeah, I bring nothing to the table. Before I sat down to do this last final show, Haley looked at me and said, "What are you going to talk about?" I, said, I have no idea. I'm just going to wing I, I, it. I got no. I who don't know? Who knows what's going to happen here? Well, I'm six years in. Why would I start planning now? Let me see. Let me pull out a book here and just start reading it to everybody. <laughs> It was the best of times. No, we're not doing that one. Nope. Mm -mm. <laughs> it, that was a tale of two cities, right? Correct. Yeah. Look there at you, you knowing your literature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, it's very Dickens of you. I'm, well, what would be great is if I could do great expectations from you, because that's actually got a great little opener. Yeah, what, it, it, it wasn't very good. Well, I could say uh, Marley was dead, as dead as Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, my father's name being Pirip and my Christian name being Philip. My infant tongue could all, could make of both names nothing longer and more explicit than Pip. And I'm here for the food. So I called myself Pip. <laughs> Which one? Great Expectations is where it let, wasn't very good. Let's welcome welcome to Dickens talk, everybody. Um, <laughs> Dickens House of L. Dickens House of L. 
Dickens house, house of hell. That actually spells doe. Doe, a deer. A female deer. Ray. Um, <laughs> a palpatine. <laughs> Ray, a granddaughter who I want to turn to the set. No. <laughs> no. You are that. Oh. Come, come see your grandfather. Hey, come, come here. Give me a, give me some sugar. Rub my bunion. Ray, look at these hands. I need a. Could you come over here and just maybe a little manicure could help. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? That was the longest lead into it. <laughs> Derek Russell, everybody. <laughs> oh, hey, how are you? <laughs> I hope everyone stuck around for it. <laughs> no, they left. The minute so they heard the voice. Chris Steiner says, spin the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> they heard an opening Superman 3 quote, and they were like, well, time to log off. Molded plastic chairs. Molded you to like your... To your well-fed behind. I, I meant to text you last Sunday because all I could think was sitting there watching the game. You like, you, what are you, the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> <laughs> you go to church on Sunday? <laughs> Still my favorite part of that is he mentioned church on Sunday and there's a few people in the audience who are like, yeah. You like watching the Super Bowl? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, we do. Oh man, hold on a second. So you're what, 14 hours in? Yeah, yeah, 14 hours Congrats. in. Yeah, man, I tell you, I am old, Derek. Yeah. I, this used to be nothing. Like when midnight would hit on these things, six years ago when midnight hit, I'm like, I got three more hours in me, no problem. Yeah. Right I, now, uh, right now, I'm like, well. <laughs> Spencer and I went to a play in Memphis last night. And I didn't get home till like two, and all day I've been like, I'm too old for this. Were you walking in Memphis? Anymore. I was. Nice. With my ten, uh, with my feet ten feet off a of bill. I can't. Yeah. Off a of bill. Yeah. Okay. You remember? You were there. I was there. Oh. Have you been? I feel like you've been looking for this. Yeah. I know y'all had to go high tech over there. Where where it goes, nobody knows. Where it stops. Yeah. Do we I, actually have topics? Are we doing this? No, I just someone said oh, spin okay. the wheel, so I thought I'd give it oh, to okay. him. Listen, uh, I give the people what they were want. Talking, uh, you were talking He-Man mm-hmm. there a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, the the Kevin Smith is actually it's going to be um, not for kids. It's uh, it's going to be anime. Oh no! And uh, are you being serious actually, right now? It's actually yeah, I'm being for real. It's going to be a continuation of the original series. But there's nothing to continue. What do you mean there's nothing to continue? Well, the the original series was a lot of one-offs. Like, you just kind of had a one-off and the lesson, and you went on to the next adventure the next week. I mean, it was well, a different time. But it's going to be those characters, catching right. up with those characters down down the road, okay. so to speak. So you got old He-Man, um, like it starts with Conan on the throne, like Conan yeah. the Barbarian? <laughs> old, old man Luke Skywalker. I have the old diapers! I had the power. Oh yeah, old man He Man. Someone hands him the sword of power. He just tosses it over his shoulder. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm done with um, this. But it's one of two series mm-hmm. they're actually doing, and there's going to be a more kids geared one um, that our buddy Brian Q Miller is. Uh, oh wow! Story is is, is over, and okay. uh, but it's it's going to be a different animation style than that She Rod and that Thundercats. It's going to be a little cooler. Okay. Well, that's good. I, look, here's so. the thing. I like I've heard great things about the Shira, and 
I, I just can't get behind that animation. I just can't want. Yeah, I just can't get behind the animation. But I've heard nothing but just bad stuff about like the Thundercats. They seem to be, you know, when you talk about making a mockery of it, like they're making a mockery of a show about you know people mixed with cats. I get it. All right, it, but at the same, but at the same time, it's like yeah, that was an adventurous show, and there was action, and there was, you know, it. It, it seems like they're making more fun of it than having fun with it. It seemed like from what I've seen, but. Well, the thing to do in this year is mm-hmm. make fun of people dressed yeah. up as cats, I believe. I guess so. Yeah. Well, that's James Corden. Um, yeah. But no, I, but like the Shira thing, I, I can't get past the animation, but I've, I've seen a lot of people talking really good about it, saying some really good well, things. Well, and the, and the thing is, apparently, I did not know this. So Mattel doesn't own her anymore. How does that happen? They created her. Yeah, they lo- they've lost the rights to her, I believe. So there will be no crossover between the characters anymore. Well, that's stupid. With the new show, so somebody doesn't own something. I don't know. Some it's hey, somebody doesn't own something. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Won't Look, you play this, another? Somebody does. Somebody this is a this is a technical thing that I don't know if you can understand or not. Um. Somebody doesn't own something. Yeah, uh, no, I got it. That's the best way I know to tell you. That was off of Burt Reynolds' first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, this comes from October sixth of two thousand nineteen. Shira showrunner. Shira showrunner pushes for He-Man crossover Christmas special. Um, let's see. I don't know. I'm going to keep pitching it till it happens. Okay. Well, it's not going to happen. Okay. All I right. don't guess. I don't know. Great. I don't get. I don't. I don't know much about IPs. I don't, I don't I, know who owns what anymore. Right. I don't know. I don't own any of them. No. Well, somebody doesn't own something, Derek. Well, you know, I keep. Yeah, that's that's a good. I should put that on a shirt. Yeah, that's a t-shirt keep, right there. I keep wondering how like John Peters just up upended bought you know the rights to Superman and Batman right back in the day. How do I do that? He recently divorced from someone a lot younger than him. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It was weird that it, what I, I heard. Mean, I, I think most a, of what he has going for him is his money. Sure. Well, he had and great... His, and, his, and his hairdressing I was going to say, uh, he's got great hairdressing abilities. He was Barbara Streisand's yeah. hairdresser, apparently. Because <laughs> in Hollywood, you fell up. That's what we've learned. Yeah. Um, I don't... Yeah, I don't, I don't understand any of that stuff. You know, it, it comes down to like the same... It's the stuff with the Bond situation all those years, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it gets it gets kind of weird. In I, but I want to buy something random. Like I say, a bunch of us go in and we buy like an old IP. Just, you know, a bunch of us from the old shoe days go mm-hmm. in and we just buy something that's dilapidated. We're like, now we own this now. Like, what are you thinking? The Uncle Go Remus? Bot. Oh, GoBots. Go I, I think Hasbro has GoBots now. They've kind Did of. Did you just say Uncle Remus? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's really ripe for a reboot, David. Derek. Wait, which one am I, Derek? Derek. Okay. Yeah, it took me a minute. <laughs> Dead Derek. It's too many, too many D's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, really, I, I hadn't talked about GoBots and forever. Well, GoBots. I think Hasbro owns them, and they've kind of folded them into the Transformers universe. Well, you know, Hasbro screws everything up. They still haven't sent me my my crate Luke, so. Oh, wow. And they, and they never will at this no. point. I told you about that, didn't I? Yeah, they hate you. 
Yeah, they canceled my order. It's the only figure I wanted from them. And they, yeah. They They'll bring me. it back around. They hate me because they ain't me. They hate exactly. Um, yes. Okay, good. Uh, I- got that cleared up. <laughs> Moving on. What can I do for you? And two. Um, yeah. the, okay, great. And yep. as we, mm, all right, well, you were just knocking these things out left and right. <laughs> I looked ahead. I hate to tell you. But. Look, here's what we haven't really... We've spoken about it a little bit off air. Okay. Uh, we haven't really touched on, on the whole crisis on infinite Earth thing. I know you've talked about it in other places. Um, <sighs> okay. How, how'd you feel about it when it was all said and done? No. Really? <laughs> it's... Oh. Yeah. As a whole... Wow. I mean, they, 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 I, some of it, some of it was firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. for me, and then yeah. some of it was just, just awful. I don't, I don't know why Oliver Queen hated sixteen eulogies. I don't, you know, I, right? I, 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 there's just so much that just didn't. Okay, here, here, I can excuse most anything else that happened in the whole crossover. Mm-hmm. I can look over it. Here's what I'm going to get: Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. greatest criminal mind of our time. Yes, knows. Cara Danvers is a Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Knows Cara and Clark are cousins. Mm-hmm. Does not know that Clark Kent is Superman. Mm. Is on a time ship with Superman and Lois, and then suddenly Clark is there, and their child is there wrapped in red and blue ba- blankets. But never puts two and two together that Clark Kent is Superman. Hmm. Or does he? He doesn't. Okay, I don't. I don't guess I remember that part of him of Clark and Lois and the baby being in front of him on the ship. Yeah, just walking around after he was just in another in in two different Earths where mm-hmm. Clark Kent is Superman. Right. But we can talk about happier things and talk about Brandon Ralph because that was fantastic. That you know what I was so disappointed when Brandon Ralph Superman disappeared and was replaced with Lex Luthor. Even though but I love John Cryer's Lex, Lex Luthor, oh too, sure right? it was, sure it was. I, I'm not. I wasn't disappointed because I didn't like it. I was disappointed because we weren't going to get to spend any more time with uh, Ralph as Superman. But we got that payoff of him at oh, the end with the Reeves. Yeah, homage. Yeah, that was fantastic. And the Kingdom Come with the yellow backing instead mm-hmm. of the black, which yep. I thought was really cool as well. Yep, yep. The uh, I don't know it. it, it a lot of it was nonsensical to me because they set this whole thing up a year ago mm-hmm. and, you know, they teased it. And, you know, we talked about Elseworlds, you and you and I and Professor Bailey did did that whole crossover and they psycho pirate and, and Arkham and they set all that up. And then they, that didn't even happen. Mm. There was none of that with the setup that even came to fruition. Um, and but then, they you know, they had a year they had a year to get these people and do all this stuff and they're calling Rosenbaum and Welling at the last minute and not having scripts available for them because they right. don't have anything written because they don't know if they can have them yet. And it's yeah. like, and they had a year. Yeah. They had, you had a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and with the, and as far as the Welling stuff goes with, with him as Clark and we talked about this, the only issue I had with that whole situation is in any other the, that Clark that we met, as happy as he was, you know, being on the farm, 
having his children with Lois and everything. The minute he finds out the universe is in danger, yeah, and there's a Luther there that has some type of weird power or whatever, he's headed somewhere to get his powers back. If he's it's going to talk to Jor-El, he's taking the blue kryptonite watch. Yeah, if watch it's the blue kryptonite watch or whatever it is, it's gone, and he's getting his powers back to jump in the fray because that's Clark Kent. Uh, you know, and, and, but I'm not, it wasn't enough of a hang up to ruin that whole scene for me. I liked him punching Lex, you know, when Lex realized nothing, you know, nothing was happening to him and everything with the kryptonite. Um, I, I, I like Lois being attracted to every Superman, every Clark she came into contact with. Um, she had a moment with all of them. That's right. And, uh, you know, I love Lacey. I love the fact that Lacey Warfield's name was up on the wall. You pointed that yeah. out to me. Um, of, of the people who had gone on in because of the Joker's attack. And, uh, yeah, I thought, I mean, I, the, he's got a Superman three reference in there. Right. The Ezra Miller, uh, cameo was surprising and kind of fun, you know? Um, and I guess now that's how he gets his name in that universe. Cause he didn't, wasn't named the flash beforehand. Was he not? No, that's why he's like the flash. Okay. No. I like that. Yeah. Didn't, they don't, I don't guess they did call him that in the yeah in the Justice League, but you know yeah. the whole the whole thing of of him being a, and I I'd like them kind of looking at each other. It almost felt like too like we've got to get Grant Gustin's you know fans to be okay with this look and everything because Grant was like that's a really cool looking suit you know like there was this I felt like there was a fourth wall breaking kind of thing going on oh, where, yeah. where it was yeah. like everyone look it's okay to like this Flash. I did. I did think the way they filmed it was weird, and it made people question if if they were actually in the room together. And then mm. obviously, they, turns out they were. Right. But the, the the way they filmed it made it look like one of them was in front of a green screen, or mm-hmm. both of them at some point or right. another. But yeah, it was it was fun, but it was these shows have just gotten a little bloated. Well, I mean, when you get that big of a cast and you're trying to do that big of a thing, I I still say if they're going to end on the Super Friends theme, then the next crossover needs to be Challenge of the Super Friends and Lex put his Legion of Doom together. We've had Zod and Toy Man and all these other villains, you know, in well, the and now we'll, And by the time the next one airs, we'll have Superman and Lois on air. That's right. So um, even more to pull from with yep. that with their teenage sons. Teenage sons, yeah. They they are they doing a time jump or do Kryptonians just age quickly? They uh, the crisis, uh, you know, crisis is as 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 I, as I said on Starfleet's House of L. Crisis is the uh, tide stain remover. We can undo anything with crisis. We can just crisis it away. Mm. Well, they uh, gave they gave Diggle back a daughter or crisis. a son. Taint, yeah, tide pin. Yeah, <laughs> wipe that out. Wipe that little stain out. Wiped out Barry's mistakes of time mm-hmm. travel. Yeah. So yeah, now Clark and Lois have two kids, and they're both teenagers. Wow. Yeah. That could be twins. Thirteen, thirteen years old. So hmm. that's a little Jonathan and Jordan Kent. Where's the Jordan come from? Jorel, I would think. Okay, I was thinking big fan of the Bulls back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big Michael B. fan, actually. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. 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 He digs some Creed. Yeah. He's a big Creed fan. Big Creed fan. <laughs> and we don't mean the band. We mean the movies. We, we all we all know Clark is a huge Rocky fan. Yeah. He also also the band Creed he likes, too. Yes. He's, yes. He's, he's very much into that My Own Prison song. 
here's a guy. <laughs> here's a guy who just referenced their very first hit. <laughs> <laughs> is he still sleeping in his car? Is he doing better these days? I, he went nuts there for a minute, didn't he? Yeah, well, I don't know that he went nuts as much as he went broke. But no, he went nuts and he was putting, he went broke, but he was also putting out some manifestos about who was out to get him and everything. Like very much in the vein of a, uh, a Randy oh, Quaid. I, oh, I fully believe he, Limp Biscuit was out to get them. Oh, you think Limp Biscuit was after Scott Stapp? Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, let's find out what's going on with Scott Stapp <laughs> these days. <laughs> roll into the next room. Hey, Scott, come in here. In 2015, Stapp told people he'd been diagnosed with bipolar disorder following a psychotic break. He commented that his, di- that his diagnosis was a big sign of relief because finally we had an answer about the reasons for his mental health difficulties. In the same uh, interview, Stapp indicated he was sober and working through a 12-step program. Yeah. Hopefully he's doing better. I hope so. You know. Um, wow. This is interesting. I'm reading some stuff I didn't need to know about. Uh-oh, sorry. No, it's fine. Um, he's in his own prison for sure, though. Yeah. There was that. What was another one that they did? Weathered. He's very weathered these days. Well, if what? he takes enough drugs, it can take him higher. Mm, that was the one. Yes. Well, I just hope people will forgive him and greet him with arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all four of the Creed songs. <laughs> there were no others. All four of the Creed songs. <laughs> on the single, you had one on each side. There mm-hmm. were two singles. That's that was right. it. That's it. Oh, my God. Remember the single, Steve? I sure do, uh, Derek. We, when we were... Um, okay, I'm Derek. I, I, look, I, I, know, I, know. I know you miss Dave. but No, I, it's I, not that I miss Dave. It's that I'm so tired and my brain is slow. <laughs> and I had Dave on just before you. I do remember Casingles, Derek. In fact, when I was working at uh, Dairy Queen in high school, every night uh, we would put on the Casingle of November Rain, but we'd put on the B-side that gave us Sweet Child O' Mine. Mm. And that would be how we would begin the closing process with little Sweet Child O' Mine. So now every time you hear that, you go wipe down the ice cream nozzles? No, I'd break out the mop. (laughs) It would be funny if you played that in your sleep and you just wake up and start walking to a Dairy Queen. Well, I mean, Derek, Derek, let's be honest. It doesn't take much for me to wake up and walk to a Dairy Queen. Yeah, but I mean, like, sit up, not wake up. Like, Oh, like sleepwalk? Like, it's like sleepwalk. Can we be honest? That wouldn't surprise me it if that happened. It doesn't take much for you to sleepwalk yeah, to a Dairy Queen. Wouldn't surprise me if that was going on on a regular basis. <laughs> Honey, where are all these Blizzard cups coming from? I guess Dairy Queen. Well, how'd they get here? Who knows? Haley comes back for that weekend away. There's just a mound of them at the door. Yeah. How are you even getting out? And I'm just covered. I've got like milk stains around my mouth. They're all upside down. Mm-hmm. But still not falling out. And come to find out, there was not. There, there was not a. They were all different flavors. Like every time I went, it was like I'll try this one. This now was this around the time that Dennis the Menace was the mascot for? Well, yeah, he they, he was still on all the cups and everything, and and, and it was, why was that? I never understood that. Um, I guess they just had a deal with the comic, you know, the comic strip estate back in the day. Whoever the 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 writer and everything was. What was really interesting is this was also around the time that the Dennis the Menace movie came to theaters, 
with Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, and Dairy Queen completely dropped the ball on, you know, the incorporating that in their kids' meals and stuff. You weren't in the marketing meetings. Well, I asked my manager about why are we not doing this? <laughs> run that up the chain. <laughs> yeah, hey, run this up the chain. And he actually said that he had he he understood that they wanted so much for their licensing fee that Dairy Queen, the corporation, just refused to do it. Well, that'll happen. Well, they, I, th- maybe that's the IP we need to go in and buy, Dennis the Menace. That would be a fun IP to get a hold of, because that's, uh, you know we could. Right off the bat, what are some things we're going to use that that to sell? Little boys overalls, slingshots, yeah. slingshots. Um, we got to update them a little bit. Fidget spinners. Fit yes, fidget spinner. Well, you know why is it fidget Netflix spinner and an airsoft gun? Why hasn't Netflix gotten to us the minutes? They're buying everything else. I don't. Well, Netflix is scared to death right now, Derek. Let's be honest. They got Richie Rich. They got they got all the old stuff. Why aren't they getting? Uh, is Richie Rich and Dennis the Menace not in the same universe? I guess they're not in the same universe. No, Richie Rich and Casper were. Well, most I, people think that Richie Rich died and became and Casper. became Casper. Let me tell you what I would do if I were them. Okay. I would. If you were Netflix. If I were Netflix, okay. I would buy up those properties like you just mentioned. Uh huh. Well, they did. They bought Richie Rich. And if you want to get really obscure, I would also go go buy the IP to the Gary Coleman cartoon that NBC used to air on Saturday mornings for a year. So. <laughs> Where he was an angel, and yeah. yeah, and then I would do like an Avengers type mashup with Dennis the Menace, Richie Rich, Casper the Friendly Ghost, and Gary Coleman as an angel, and uh, and maybe what do, you, what do you call this crack squad of assembled heroes? And and maybe throw Punky Brewster in there as well. <laughs> you know, Punky Brewster's coming back. That's what I hear. It's another one. Yeah. Well, you know, Save. everything old is new again, Derek. Saved by the bus. That's why I'm saying we need to buy something. Did we? Let me ask you something, because we grew up not long after one another. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's the way to phrase that, but okay. I know that with your with your Happy Days universe, there were tons of spinoffs of Happy Days. Sure, I, you I, had I, the, well, well, Happy Days itself was a spinoff. Well, now, Happy Days was a spinoff of what? Love American style. Okay. So... I know that your Love American Style spun off and that we created this whole big thing of, of various spinoffs from Happy Days, such as... Yeah, the, the Happy Days Cinematic Universe. Yeah, your Mork and Mindy, your Laverne and Shirley. Correct. Your Joni your, Loves uh, Chachi. Joni Loves Chachi. Um, which, you There's know... another one, too, I think. I guess so. Yeah. But I feel like coming up in, in the era which I came up in, there wasn't a lot of reaching back to the 50s you know, 30 years prior, 20 years, 30 years prior to say, let us now bring this forward and do this thing in a new way. No, no, Um, no, no, no. no. You mean the, the resurgence of things from, well, it's because our generation and that includes you, Mm -hmm. probably you downward, I guess, past Mm -hmm. me and on to, whatever encompasses the quote-unquote term millennial, which Mm -hmm. I despise and don't acknowledge myself as being a a year out of the spectrum of it uh, or a year into the spectrum of it. You were born in 99? No, it starts at like 84, 83. I feel like that's bullcrap. 
Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That's awful. But anyway, we're we're nostalgic. It's why all the Super Bowl commercials had uh, it, it, this this generation has now grown into executives and left college and is now in you know marketing and stuff and it's why Crystal Pepsi came back and it's why you know all these characters are popping up in Super Bowl commercials like Flash Gordon and and Bill and Ted which mm-hmm. by the way Bill and I don't Ted know what I don't know what your most <laughs> anticipated film of the year is but mine is Bill and Ted three well I, I'll Bill tell you Ted what the music I can't think of anything I'm looking forward to more than that. Now that Skywalker's out of the way. Yeah, now that Star Wars is out of the way and Avengers Endgame is taking place and the epilogue that was Spider-Man Far From Home, bring on Bill and Ted. Well, I know you're looking forward to Morbius just so, so much. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting about that. I'm not being facetious. I know. (laughs) Did you see the trailer for that? Uh, I did. I did. Did you see Keaton in there? I sure did. How's that working? Speaking Um, of IPs. Well, I, I mean, apparently they paid him. Ah, goods are exchanged. Money is yeah. exchanged for goods and services. I feel, <laughs> I feel like that's what took place. I, but, 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 but how? With maybe a check, I imagine. <laughs> One of those big ones. <laughs> I, I think what you're doing is, is Sony saying we're going to dip our toe in this, and Marvel Cinematic Universe is like, all right. But how do you dip your? T- okay. But because we've established multiverse in in that realm now with Spider Verse and everything, so with Spider Verse, but we kind of debunked it with Far From Home, didn't we? No, we didn't debunk no. it. It was just fake. It, it, yeah, he just lied about where he was from. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> he killed those people. That's like saying that's like saying my truck is red. No, it's not. It's blue. Well, I guess I debunked the existence of red trucks. <laughs> Well, if you have so many blow up at the Kent Farm, every that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think it looks. Look, here's the thing. I'll go see Morbius like an idiot. I will. Yeah. I never saw Venom, so you know. I, I saw it once. It came out on the home, the side of things, and on I the look. Home? Yeah, on the home. <laughs> I saw it when they released it at the home. On the home. Yeah, when they released. Were you it. there with? Were you there with Scott? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great. Um, we uh, but I watched it, and I, you know what? It was okay. You know, I I still feel like the the core of Venom is that he his origins are very rooted in Spider Man, right? You know, I, so it's kind of weird to have these. Well, it's kind of like you were talking to Kristen earlier about Joker, and I don't have that same affection for the film that she had. But I don't think I don't know that anyone does. I, I, there was a different audience. Movie. There was a different audience there every time she went. I guarantee you. I loathed that movie. Really? Uh, yeah, I despised it. Hmm. I, just, I and, and the fact that he's up for so many awards for it just boggles yeah. my mind. And I fell somewhere in the middle. I just didn't. I, I was fine until Gary Glitter came on, and I was like, well, that just took me completely out of it. What is Gary Glitter? Rock and Roll Part 2, when he's jumping down the steps. Oh, yeah. But that is, but that was, I mean, he was kind of free at that point. Like that was the free Joker. That was, that was him coming into his, his who he wanted to be. It's the fullness of his identity. So why did Gary Glitter need to, why did, why did the child molester need to back that, be the back end of that? I guess I didn't know that he was, a, I mean, now you're opening new layers to me of what was. It was like a parfait. 
layers? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, somebody want a parfait? I don't know. I don't want a parfait. You never hear somebody say, hell no, I don't want a parfait. Yeah, the best tasting thing on the whole dang planet. <laughs> you know, we are staying up late and making waffles right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, we, we went somewhere. Hold on. Venom, Joker, where were we going? Well, somewhere. We're staying up late Spider-Man. swapping manly stories in the morning. We're making waffles. <laughs> we're making well, waffles. You, you mentioned Joker. I yeah okay yeah the venom it was i was saying that it, like it's like venom you can't do venom without spider-man and uh-huh. i guess they pulled off the joker without the batman okay until you consider if if depending on the age of bruce you know depending on how long he trains and everything you're looking at 10 15 years down the road before he confronts the joker again joaquin's not getting any younger no that's the thing you're talking about kind of an old fella by that point and he's just not threatening for batman but i also understand it's a different universe different thing it's a different I, you know i wasn't offended by it i wasn't mad by it i didn't know that gary glitter was a child molester i didn't even know oh, I, I, I just didn't like the movie yeah i just I, I thought it was a waste of yeah time okay well that's fine derek that's your opinion yeah no it's fine that's like, my Lex luther movie that's like your opinion man i yeah. think a lex luther movie could be pretty good if they don't do if they don't use Eisenberg, well, no, they'd have to do it like they did with Joaquin. Mm-hmm. It'd have to be standalone. Now, if you were to do a Lex Luthor movie, let's dream a little bit, Derek. Okay. If you were to do the Lex Luthor movie, would you do Lex Luthor as a child, as friends with Clark Kent in Smallville, and has his hair blown off? No, because I think we've we've seen that. Okay. I mean, we we, we got to try for something. Different, or would right? you do? Yeah. Or would you do Lex Luthor from the slums of Metropolis rises up to be, mm-hmm. you know, the powerful businessman and eventually, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, slumlord. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. That's what wasn't that John, wasn't that what Byrne did in Man of Steel and that and that stuff that like yeah and there was always the thing of did Lex kill his parents or some such. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought. Yeah, I think that'd work. Yeah, I think you kind of you kind of poise him as the the antithesis of, of Trump in twenty twenty. Okay, make go go that route kind of thing. Yeah, or you just do a, a Biff Tannen standalone story. Biff Tannen standalone story. <laughs> Everybody's looking for that Biff Tannen origin story. <laughs> you talking about the you talking about Biff Tannen in the in the paradox side of things? Sure. Hey, can okay, you love okay. back you love back to the future. So I'm told. Let me branch off of that and skew off let me skew off over here with Back to the uh-huh. Future and say this. The end of Back to the Future. The first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um George McFly is now a successful author. Mm-hmm. You know, the family's doing much better than they were financially, you know, than when Marty went back to the past. Marty goes out to the garage, there's the big truck there and everything. Biff is, you know, waxing cars and, you know, now Biff, don't mm-hmm. con me, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. McClellan. I'm just putting on the starting second coat now. It, is, is it not the case that that particular timeline was a paradox? Did they not alter time and skew off onto a whole other timeline? Yes, but but since it was happy for our hero, we're okay with it. <laughs> well, hold on, let me think through your analogy here, because <laughs> because the difference. I'll tell you who wasn't happy with it. 
the difference is they were in control of it and Biff wasn't stealing the time <laughs> exactly yeah it worked out in their favor yeah I mean there were mild changes it wasn't it wasn't anything major right I mean right there, there weren't people being oppressed and 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 the and the city wasn't ruined by by what yeah, had went on the high school didn't burn down sure yeah, I, I understand. The, like the changes were very centered right around his family. I get yeah. that, but it's still a different timeline. Yeah, I tell you, who didn't yeah. like it? Who? Oh, Scooter McGavin. Crispin. What's his name? Crispin. Crispin Thank you, Crispin <laughs> Glover. I couldn't think his name. Listen, Scooter McGavin. You could you could have put a gun to my head, and I wouldn't have been able to come up with Crispin Glover just then. It it, it was gone. I could but see. You his, came up with Scooter McGavin. Well, I actually said Scooter McGavin. That's a great pen name. Because I know. Because I know Shooter is over at Happy Gilmore World. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a shared universe. Happy Billy. You know, I, know, I know you don't like the Goldbergs. Um, I do like the Goldbergs. I am a fan yeah. of the Goldbergs, yeah. You didn't like the Goldbergs when it first came on. Sure I did. No, 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 no. I didn't watch I, it. I didn't watch I, it. And then, no, I tried to get you to watch it, and you complained that you didn't like the jumping around of, of the of the with the timeline. That's not true. What I said was oh, when in the eighties oh. when in the eighties is this supposed to be? And you explained to me, well, it's just 1980-something. And so that's why you might see him mishmashing Transformers the movie with Return of the Jedi, you know, or some such. You told me you didn't care for that. Oh, I, I don't. But, I mean, I, once, I learned to and once I learned to just accept Embrace it. Embrace the paradox. It's a, funny, it's a funny show. So you know, where I, you know what I was going to say. It's, it's no. in the same universe as Wedding Singer. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that made me happy when I saw that. Talk about shared universes. Mm -hmm. I think we do need the Happy Days cinematic universe. Really? No. No, I, I was just mentioning that because I was trying to think of if there was anything that was kind of a reboot of things back when we were growing up in the 80s and such as. No, but that was the point. Yeah, that was the point I was making. Is this generation has grown up being nostalgic for mm -hmm. things like that. Is why we've gotten Crystal Pepsi and a resurgence of all this stuff. Yeah, all over again, like He Man and She Ra and Transformers and Ninja Turtles and yeah, something but, else you mentioned, Thundercats. Well, I feel like Ninja Turtles has been perpetually in production in some form true. or another since the eighties, since they this came is out. True. There's there's really been no lack of Ninja Turtles. Almost like Scooby Doo, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's always there's a new Scooby. There's another cinematic universe they're making. What's that? There's, there's a new Scooby Doo movie coming out, and it, it's going to launch the Hanna Barbera. Shut cinematic up. Universe. You didn't know this? You no. heard about this? You seen this? Uh, is it an animated thing or live action? Yeah, it's it's CG. Okay. And uh, Jetsons, Flintstones, Wacky Racers. Well, I mean, listen, we already know the Jetsons and Flintstones exist in the same universe. That's been done. They, they did that. That was they done years that. ago. Wacky Races, years ago. Mm -hmm. Can, did Hanna-Barbera do it first? Was Hanna-Barbera the first crossover? I think they may have been. They may have been. They may, that, may have, that may be correct. Holy cow. Heavens to Murgatroyd, even. We just we just tapped in on something. Indeed, we did. New Animaniacs is coming to Hulu, I hear. Yeah, they're doing that. See, everything. Everything yeah. old's new again. Good night. 
We need to start dipping in some old stuff, older stuff. Older, old stuff. Let's bring back. Let's buy F Troop. F Troop. <laughs> <laughs> let's do Hogan's Heroes and make it a tragedy. <laughs> kind of already was. What? <laughs> yeah, how, who do I see about buying Alf? How do we make that a thing? Oh my lanta! And and do it right this time. End it right. Well, they ended it, but it was wrong. This is what. That's why I said end it right. Yeah, they came back later and did it, that. It's late TV for you movie. too, isn't it? Even though you're just, a, <laughs> even though you're in a different time zone, it's late for you too. Willie's dead though. Willie is dead. He died, Mr. Coach Klein. The real guy. Yeah. That's right. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that would have been weird if they killed Willie off on the show and he, Max was well, still alive. Well, you terrible. know, a lot of people, the, the fan theory is is that they did kill Willie and the whole family off because when they did that ALF special. Oh, yeah, because the because they weren't in that. Right. The government killed them. Government will kill some people, Steve. Government that's, will. That's true. Yeah, yeah. They'll mess you up. I'm, I mean, I hear Epstein didn't kill himself. This, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. All I can think about is... <laughs> Still, probably my favorite quote from you for the last five years. We were talking about OJ, and you're like, he killed those people, dude. <laughs> that was the other thing I started to text you Sunday is before the Super Bowl started, they had this ceremony for past MVPs and stuff. They did not mention him. He was up on the screen. You are kidding they got, me. They got to a certain point, and his name was up there, and I was like, he killed those people. Oh my gosh! Still, one of the funniest SNL sketches ever is after the trial ended. Tim Meadows was playing him in NBC oh, doing Sports, the, doing the uh, is doing the play by play. I did his it. Job back. He spelled out, "I did it." Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also talking about they're gonna they need to stab through over here yeah. and slash this way. And as he's spelling, as he's doing all that, he spells out, "I did it." Yeah. Golly, it's like that bag from that movie. You know that you bag. Know that, you know that famous bag. <laughs> <laughs> I am Mark Payne. I will not be your waiter. I will be your everything. <laughs> it smells like pepper up in here. <laughs> it smells like it smells like someone had a pile of pepper and a fan to blow that mess around with. <laughs> it's like the pepper monster from <laughs> Lost. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. And it's one they never really put up anywhere. You can't find it. It's the greatest. I've got it saved. I'll send it to you. It's one of the best sketches they ever did. And Bobby Moynihan doesn't get enough uh, credit for that. Flew up in this Pizza Rye Uno. (laughs) Pizza Rye Uno. I'm not going to give you soda because soda's bad for your weak ass teeth. (laughs) Derek, did you watch The Mandalorian? Yeah, I watched The Mandalorian. How You've about, already talked about The Mandalorian. Do you want to go back into The Mandalorian? Well, I want to hear what you think about it. I freaking loved The Mandalorian. It was really good. You know, I, the first couple episodes, I was sitting there like, am I watching this just because it's Star Wars, or am I watching this because I enjoy it? Because the storytelling just wasn't really there in the first, you know, two mm. hours. Wow. Or not even two hours, because, you know, it was just, it was just a character moving through a story like that wasn't really progressing so to Mm -hmm. speak it it wasn't a normal pilot right for a tv show sure so i had to question Mm -hmm. um but i tell you that episode where they help the villagers the the three amigos episode yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Which is what that episode is. It's the three amigos. I thought it was. I heard people complaining because it's like it's like the Seven Samurai or whatever it was, where they trained yeah, the villagers. Screw that. It's, it's three amigos. Yeah. And you know, he's like, "What could you? What could you do?" He's like, "We can fire guns," and all I can think of is, is Martin Short, so old one, so like the wind. <laughs> yes. But listen, when they trapped that uh, that ATST, like that whole like everything that that was a great episode. Yeah, that was a good one. And then the one with the was it the last one or the penultimate with um oh, where the scout troopers punch Yoda. That's like, the oh, that's the beginning you, of the last one. Yeah. Oh, you bastard! So that was Jason Sudeikis, one of them. Yes, right? right. Who was the other one? Um, who was the other one? Jason Sudeikis is the name that I remember. Um, I tell you that when that dark saber came cutting through, that was yeah, that yeah. was pretty ba. I, I my favorite part of that though was that droid that was all like down in that lava thing like he's he's burnt out <laughs> the R two unit with arms yeah and then he just comes to life yeah <laughs> the gondola it's like that's kind of weird I just kept expecting him to start singing Italian <laughs> <laughs> yes Adam a little mustache on his dome and just <laughs> Adam Pally is the was the other one Adam Pally mm-hmm. who's that I know that name. I don't. I don't know. I don't recognize anything. Oh, really but when they in. punched, when they when they punched the the child, I was like, mm, I don't care for that one bit. Really? Yeah. It was a. It was a weird choice to me too. I'm like, that seems kind of. Then I realized. Then I had to stop. I'm like, it's a puppet, Steve. It's okay. It's just mm. a puppet. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I mean, he's as much. He's as much like the, the Muppets are to me. They're alive. I understand, but to for for someone to, to watch someone punch him. I mean, if you saw somebody punch Ralph. Right. No, listen, what I need you, you to understand like is, no, what I need you to understand is, is I had to stop myself from being angry thinking they hurt that thing. I don't think you've been angry enough. Nope. Well. I think you, I think you stopped where you should have started. Have you seen the picture of Lucas cradling him like a baby? Yes. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's good stuff. It's nice. No, I really, see. I really liked it. I'm sure you're excited for uh, Clone Wars. I am. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's it, it's nice that they're going to get to kind of finish it out the way Filoni wanted to, as close as possible as he wanted to. That. Uh, and it looks like it's going to run right into Episode Three, which is what you always wanted, or oh, always sure. speculated that it that would the final moments would sync up with the opening moments of I, I sincerely, Revenge. I really thought that the final season would kind of go through Revenge of the Sith and, and there'd be like, something afterwards. Be like a B plot. Yeah. There'd be something afterwards going on where, you know, maybe you actually had clones revolt and there were literal clone wars instead of just the clone war, you know? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed about Obi-Wan. It's a weird situation that's going on with that. Um, but Ewan McGregor says there's nothing to worry about. Well, you got you to gotta tow that Disney line. The mouse will come for you. You better tell him what I tell you. Tell oh. Oh. <laughs> Ewan, you better get out there and chill for us, buddy. <laughs> if you know what's good for you. Oscar, you know, Oscar and, uh, and Boyega got out, of, got out from under his, his white glove. They've kind of, yeah, they've been, well, I know Boyega's been pretty vocal about, not pretty vocal, he's, yeah, I guess he's been more vocal than what people want him to be. I'd, I'd say blatant. He's been blatant not, about his not thoughts. Not in a bad way. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because I don't know if you talked about this anywhere. Mm-hmm. 
This is me playing the Dave Jones character now. Okay, great. On the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you tell me when you need to go to bed. All right. Um, <laughs> so, you liked Rise of Skywalker. You know I did. We've talked about it. Yeah. We, we, you, you came on uh, with Bag, mm-hmm. with Brian Austin Green, yep. the other day. Well, the other day. It's been a month ago now, but it just got posted the other day. All right. With Bagpod.com. <clears throat> and uh, discussed it. But all this stuff has come out now about Trevor's yeah. episode nine mm-hmm. and kind of how that story would have ended things and hit yeah. in his way, which I originally was not a fan of cause I'm not a big fan of him as a filmmaker. Right. Um, but seeing all that art and hearing about kind of what he had planned, what, mm-hmm. what, what's your take on, on that? Yeah. My, my, I feel like there should have been, Seeing what that was going to be, I would have liked to see an amalgam of the of the two, maybe. Yeah, I've not, you know, I've avoided a lot of reading about that stuff because at first when it started to kind of break, here's a script, I was like, okay, whatever. And so I didn't really seek it out. And then I saw where he actually confirmed that, yeah, this is what I was going for. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. How did that get out there, you know? I can only think of one or two people that would have leaked such a thing, you know? Right. Um, but then I just never went back to look for it. And today I got an email from Scott Rifen that, um, it had it attached as a PDF. So I hadn't really read it yet. I think it's kind of the same thing for people that don't really like what we got with, uh, rise of Skywalker as people who are dis, the word dis, in disenchanted or didn't like the justice league, you know? And so they're crying for the Snyder cut or whatever the case may be. And, you know, it's always like a, what could have been, what if, what if, what if, well, you know, I, if, if you want to take something like that as kind of a, 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 a study in, how things can like I, I look. I, I think a lot uh, that a lot that has gone on with Lucasfilm since the Disney buyout. Mm-hmm. If if they would open up completely all the situations, you know, because how many how many people were fired from their positions that were announced? How many times did dates get changed? How many times did you know? Like you take the the whole Rogue One production in itself would be an incredible. I think would be a really interesting you know, documentary to make, you know, and solo too. And yes, both of those, you know, because of how things went. And, 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 and I just think it's an interesting study in, in making movies in the pressure of, you know, having a big franchise IP like this, you know, um, it, it's, uh, I, I do, I, I think that it's a, it's a really, it's an interesting thing to look at, but I don't think it's worth like, oh, this would have been better. This is worse. I mean, you just take what you got and you roll with it. Right. You know, and you talk about, and it's, you know, if you can sit around and have fun talking about it, would have been cool to see this, or maybe this would have been neat. That's one thing, you know, but if it's going to be like this, they ruined it because of this. And that's, you know, that's why I checked out from star Wars for a while because I was disappointed with the last Jedi, but you know, that's just me. I'm a fan and I didn't want to rain on anyone's parade, but everyone else was raining on everyone's parade. You know, mm, well, that's, that's the internet. Yeah. I didn't want to be vilified for not liking it. And I didn't want to vilify anyone for liking it. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and so and that's what people are going to start to do with this. And I've seen some of the concept art that looked pretty neat. You know, I like Ray's outfit and some of that concept art because it was kind of a cross between Luke's and Han's look as well as her own look. You know, and it just well, it just would have been nice for her to have a different outfit. That's, yeah, exactly. Movies, but, exactly. You know. But I, you know, it is what it is, man. And you can't. That's just my take on it. That's a that's a very holistic approach. Good Thank for you. you. Well, I've I've got pretty zen about things with when it comes to Star Wars, Derek. Must be all those that Dairy Queen, that sleepwalking Dairy Queen. What's, what? No, what are you talking about? Nothing. <laughs> I don't. I don't, know what, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you tripping over Blizzard? That's right. Where are all these red plastic spoons coming from? You're just walking through the drive-thru at 2 a.m. Hello, mm-hmm. citizen. It is interesting because it does seem like a lot of what Trevorrow did, from what I understand, like J.J. just threw out. It wasn't a reworking of it at all. It was like, yeah, yeah we're just going to redo everything. We're not doing this. And is it true that Abrams wanted two movies to wrap it up instead of the one? Now, see, I hadn't heard that. I've kind of heard some rumblings about that. Why would you? Well, that doesn't make any sense, and that's not a trilogy. Right. Well, I think it was like, here's episode nine, part one, and episode nine, part two. Oh, no. No, 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 Which no, is, no. you know, episode nine and ten, ultimately. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> ten, that's a tenth film. That's... Um, I, 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 liked, I liked last, I liked The Rise of Skywalker because of, I guess, the, just the mess that it was. You know, the, it was just this great, adventurous thing that made little to no sense, but you kind of understood what was happening anyway. And, and it was fun and it was uplifting and, you know, it was, there was hope attached to everything. And, and, um, you know, finally they didn't take anyone away from us. I guess they took Leia away, but we already kind of knew that hence, you know, because of, of Carrie Fisher dying and everything, but. Well, they tried to fake you out with takeaways with Chewie and 3PO. Well, and I got they got me with Chewy, by the way. They, Did they? Yeah, they fooled me with Chewy. See, I never yeah. thought they would do that and not, not show us. I kind of didn't think they would, but then I thought, you know what, they would because they hate us all. Like, I was I was so mad. I was mad. And then when he showed up, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and then when I saw it a second time, I'm like, oh, there is a second transport down there. Yeah. Well played. Yeah. And the fake out with 3PO up until right at the end. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they left that little hope in there. He's like, R2, he's, you know, I, just the lack of faith that 3PO has in R2 was funny. And um, I tell you, though, I have nightmares about his his Sith voice and red eyes. That, oh, yeah. That stayed with me. That haunted me. That It haunted me, Steve. I, I, I can't get away from it to this day. It's like that bird on my porch that time. <laughs> He killed those people. <laughs> he killed, yeah. He was ready to. That's for sure. And you and need to you need to go to bed. I do. Babu Frick was kind of an interesting thing for me though too. Like, well, how about we get a Disney Plus series on Zori and Babu Frick? That's what I want out of life. I'll I'll, I'll watch that. I'm down. So and and more than just Carrie Russell's eye slits. Yeah. Well, let me hit a refresh button here and uh, kind of get a final tally. 3110 is what we've raised so far Woo-hoo. in this. And so 
Uh, Derek, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, man. I know it was late for you as it is for me, but, uh, I wanted to, I feel like this needs to be the tradition that we kind of, we wrote, we wrap this thing up together. I, I love it. I'm always happy to do it. I, I think it's an amazing thing. You've continued to do this for this many years and look at what you've accomplished in one day over, over $3,000. It's amazing. Well, a testament to, to your fan base and your listeners and your friends of how many people support you in these shows. So that's fantastic. Well, it's like I told old Chris Steiner a while ago, wouldn't happen had it not been for Starkville house of L coming along ah, and, and giving me the hand up. No, it, I think it is true and it's okay that it's true. I'm, I'm perfectly that's happy to, to do that and pay homage to you and, and, and I, I'm very aware uh, where my bread is buttered when it comes to the podcasting thing that, that I would not have the audience that I have were it not for, for that time in our lives together. I thought you were going to play a song. Are we going to do that Superman show or what? What's happening there? <laughs> you know, since Krypton got canceled, Frank and I just kind of transitioned into, into talking about that. Now I just mm-hmm. hope that they don't disappoint and, and want you there as well as, as much as you, you want to be I, I just hope they don't disappoint us as, as uh, they've disappointed me some with these characters on these shows, but I'm, I'm interested. It's going to be a very different uh, uh, take on the on the characters, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm interested to see how they how they do it. And I, I liked uh, I like Tyler's portrayal in I do too Crisis more than I did the first couple of times he came around. So, yeah. and I really like Bitsy as Lois uh, mm-hmm. a lot, and you know if Cryer's there's Luther, I'm in. Yeah, I, that's that is the real. You know the real takeaway from the everything there was the Criers Luther. I like Hecklin as well as 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 Superman, but I'm telling you when he was standing next to Welling and then later Ralph, yeah, you realize I guess people are shrinking or something. I don't know. They got to redo that suit. The, number one, yeah, they got to get rid of those fruit roll up straps. Is that what we call? Them? That's what I call him. I do like a fruit roll up back in the day, man. That I was... do, but not wrapped over his shoulders. I don't no, because that's I mean, just I guess some. I guess some people might, but that's not for me. That's unsanitary. That that's what they look like. Fruit roll ups. I can't find any music to go out on. <laughs> I forgot I was supposed to be looking for that. Just play that Man of Steel Williams mashup again. You'll be. That is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That uh, that I don't remember where it was found at. You you your brain is fried. I am. I, well, I kind of started out fried this morning. It's this has been a long one. I'm I'm an old man, like for sure. What do you need, what do you need to end on Footloose? You need to end on uh, on uh, Saint Elmo's Fire. What you got? What you got? No, I, I found it. I know. I, okay. I I found it now. I think I thought I did. No, it's under super. It's in the Superman folder. Okay, there it is. Last. I worry about you. Oh, don't. I don't. forgot. I forgot how warm you are. And there that is. <laughs> Derek, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Good to talk to you. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. And that wraps us up here on the Geek Out Loud Goliverse Marathon. I want to say thank you to everyone who's joined us all day long. If you're picking this up on the podcast feed, thank you uh, for joining in. And there's still time, if this is the week of the 9th through the 15th, there's still time to get over to geekoutonline.com slash cure and give. Right now, we're uh, $2,890 away from our goal. I'm sorry, $1,890 away from our goal. Not $2,890 away from our goal. And, um, and, And you can help. You can be a part of that. 
make sure when you donate that you shoot an email to geekoutonline at gmail.com with your uh, address, mailing information, so we can send you out a little geek care package. We've got some comics. We've got some trading cards. we got the Geek Out Loud sticker we want to send out to you, so please, um, we will, uh, we'd appreciate that great. Um, when, uh, when, when you think about everything that's been done today, you just, I can't get over the fact of, of all the help we've had. Thank you to Shaz Bazaar. Thank you to my wife, Haley, for being a wonderful hostess to Shaz Bazaar and myself and, and taking care of us, making sure we had food and water and everything throughout the day. Thank you to Derek. Thank you to Dave Jones. Thank you to those of you who were able to call in. Thank you to Justin Grant for helping us get some items together for the giveaways. Thank you. Uh, to Kristen for bringing Rock Out Loud back. Thanks, Teresa, for Disney Vault Talk. Thanks to Ayers for being so understanding for my mistakes and, and how things got done today. And, of course, once again, thank you to everyone who listens and, uh, and supports us in, in whatever way you do. We will be back hopefully sooner than later with a lot of these shows. But until we are, I wish you the best. I thank you so much. And, uh, and we will see you around the Goliverse. Be blessed, everyone.